You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like, I want to I get a pair myself. Like, I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and, you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're, they're 25 bucks, and, uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Hey, guys. Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now, listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently. and it, the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that. But what they also do is make great apparel. Uh, it's made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than, than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time, if my body allows me to. But, you know, I'll tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse and let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish-looking guy, but his golf game is on point. Literally, they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG. Grip it and wear it. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. What's up, player? Do 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 do. Call the cops. There's a plant singing. That's the name of the van, you freak. Aren't she like Mr. Bean? I find you so asexual. Use it. Use it. Don't me, Frankenstein. tape it's the fastest hour in podcasting this is never not funny now here's your host jimmy pardo 
Hello, Rindy Deed. Yes, welcome into the program. Uh, Never Not Funny episode. What are we looking at here? Jesus, I mean, we've been busy with everything else. I forgot where we're at. We're 20. I'm going to just take a guess. 2606? Yeah, you got it. I'm a winner. Our president told us I would, we'd be winning. And this is an example of that. I just won something. And I'm going to tell the president that I won something. Garrett, put a smile on your face. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I made a big deal on how I want to see everybody. And I don't need to see you with a pout. Garen looks like he's back in the in the old sofa before we got the new chair for him. He's like sunken down in this. Yeah, he window. is sunken down. Um, so welcome happy. to the. Go ahead, Garen. Very happy. There we go. See, uh, yeah, stay there. Right, that, isn't that better? You were down. You were like do, you were doing a uh, Eugene Levy as Sid Dithers. Uh, you guys are all too young to appreciate that reference, but uh, that was my favorite. Get up, Elliot. We're not doing dead bits today. Uh, anyway, welcome to the program, episode 2606. Uh, we're recording this on 4-6, so there's a lot of sixes going on. I'd like to think everybody's listening to this at 6A or 6P once they finally hear it. Um, and as Garen, uh, as I told everybody this morning, uh, I, I got up and took a leak right around 6 o'clock. So uh, sixes are wild. Hold right? on, I mean, Jimmy. You said it was 802. What's going on? Your, your story keeps changing. I, uh, I, I for, here's why. The reality is I got up at six to do that, and I didn't want you guys to worry that I was getting up in the middle of the night to pee. Uh, I didn't want you to worry about my prostate as if it would even cross your mind for a split second. Didn't worry about that because 6 a.m. is not the night, Jimmy. That's the morning. <laughs> Seems like a totally uh, normal time to pee. Yeah, I guess it is, right? Your bladder's ready. Let's go, right? Yeah. Start the day. Let's uh-huh. go. It's on with the show. <laughs> That's right. Sun comes up. Right? Sun comes up. Cock comes out. Sun's right? up. Gun up. And your gun right. is your cock. Uh, let's go. Let's whiz it, right? Let's califa this thing. Califa? Yeah, this Khalifa? Is, Khalifa. This is your rifle. This is your gun. That's the, that's the phrase, yeah? Mm-hmm. Somebody tell me how to say that guy's name. Wiz Khalifa. Khali with an E. Khalifa, yeah. All right. Well, listen, uh, here's the deal, you guys, to the listeners and the viewers. Now, the viewers are already well aware of what's happening. Uh, I'm going to walk the listeners through this. We are actually recording remotely. Uh, we, have, uh, we are... Um, Listening to our Surgeon General, we are listening to the experts who tell us to, to stop leaving your houses. Uh, and I I didn't hear it because it was muted, but I want to say they said, especially you three assholes from Never Not Funny, <laughs> quit thinking you're above this and go to this to knock, knock it off, you dickheads. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they said. And then my president told me to suck something out of an aquarium. I think that's what I, what I heard. I right? missed that part, but I did hear the thing about Never Not Funny being dicks. Um, I appro- First of all, as they always say, uh, all pub is good pub. But even if they want to tell us that we're dickheads, I appreciate that we're just being talked about from the podium. That just was nice. Yeah, the part that they never talk about when when the president attacks you is that it's it's kind of exciting at first because you're like, oh my god, he said our name. You know, right? he's like, never not funny. He's being very unfair. They're going in the studio. <laughs> it's not. It's this far from perfect. <laughs> uh, no, listen. He, by the way, that president, he's going to put on a mask when he thinks it's important. You know, contradicting the guy right before him that said, hey, we should all wear, be wearing masks. I'm going to do it when it's important. Yeah. It doesn't seem important right now. I don't know what the, I mean, it's weird because he's the president of the United States. Uh, obviously, that doesn't make him immune from a virus, but he has a different, there's a different standard for like what he has to do. Like, let's pr- pretend, never mind who the president is. Let's just say, Generic president of the United States obviously plays by a different set of rules than the average person. You know, like he's got protections in place 
that go far beyond what any of us could could have unless we're very rich but so if everybody around him is wearing masks and and if he's got like five people following him with a can of lysol and a you know a, a paper towel roll then he's probably okay not wearing a mask right well other than the fact that he's a shambling which is not even a word i don't think <laughs> idiot it is a word who you know, bumps into the wall. Just <laughs> yesterday at his press conference, he couldn't stand still for a second while the other people were talking. Like he just moves around, he touches things. He's just uh, uh, now. Now, but to your point, Matt, I think other presidents would have been wearing the mask to point out how important it is. Yeah. Because his followers are not listening to him. They right. truly believe it's a hoax. And if they saw their hero. Uh, wearing the mask, they would go, oh, if even he's wearing it, maybe I should. I'm stupid. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, if I may, one of the things I find interesting is he <clears throat> he interacted with so many people who have been confirmed to have COVID. And either one or two things are true. Either he doesn't have it or there's a, they're lying. Uh, if they're lying, there's nothing you can do. But if he doesn't have it, maybe maybe he's immune Maybe actually we should get we should get some of his blood and use that to get a, to get a cure. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I know he's immune to bad press. I know nothing <laughs> seems to hurt this fucking guy. <laughs> I do think uh, the other possibility is, well, we don't know that having it makes you immune to it, but it's also possible he already had it and, and got over it and so thinks he's immune. Hey, get over it. Get over it. Get over oh. it. Who is that? <laughs> Without a doubt, the worst Eagle song oh, ever. Right. And they've the had, I know everybody, I know they're beloved, but the Eagles have had some clunkers and it's ridiculous that that's not the Eagles. That's the no. that's Pontiac. <laughs> I know, but it's still a bird. <laughs> that's a Phoenix. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a firebird actually. If, if, if I held up a, a Robin right now, you would bust my balls for holding up a it Robin. Looks, it's Eagle-esque though. I mean, all birds are just, you know, sort of related. They're all in the avian family. Uh, you know, that's the, I was trying to think of that word yesterday. We were playing Baldur. Now we, no, I'm sorry. We were playing um, Snapshots. You ever play that game, Snapshots? No. That's uh, a fun game, family game. It's a, you get five cards, and uh, then you get five letters, and you have to write a word, one word to describe that picture using the letter that you have oh, uh, for that. That's fun. And uh, I used Audubon for the, uh, for the bird. Mm -hmm. uh, which I think also made sense, right? Audubon, the Audubon Society. The Audubon Society. Bird and garden and bullshit. I don't really Audubon know what the Audubon, Audubon Society is. It's not, I didn't say Autobahn. I'm not right. a complete idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I admit that I'm not the smartest man out of the four of us. So I, like to, I like to think I'm smarter than one of us, and I think we all know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's you. Uh, yeah, Garen, put a smile on your face. <laughs> what are you what are you are you bill Hader as lindsey buckingham is that what that just was He's, is he muted yeah Why i guess i am all right yeah <laughs> oh i gotta change my name on this thing uh how do i do that rename okay uh, oh we're gonna play uh, name games now host of show okay so um listen here's what's going on currently over at my house uh, my son is in the other room uh, doing a um, live stream of some sort. Uh, he is taking a class, an online class with Second City. Oh, that's oh, cool. cool. That's it. thought that was kind of interesting, but he's... Uh, I didn't know they were doing that. That's fun. So I'm hearing him do improv. They were doing the... Uh, right before we came on the air, they were doing the uh, the Hitchhiker. You're familiar with that? Where 
one guy's behind the wheel of a car, and then, uh, hey, come on in. Where are you heading? And then they improvise a scene based on whatever that guy brings into the car. Hmm. They were doing that. They seem to be having a good time. So uh, uh, spring break started today, and so uh, they're doing that. I don't know how many kids are in the class, but uh, that's what's happening over here. Nice. All right, that's our show. <laughs> in, everybody. Are the kid Matt? Are the kids back at school there? Yeah, yeah. They uh, Burbank uh, took their sweet time figuring out how they're going to do this, but uh, today is sort of the first day of official instruction, and so Zoe has all her assignments, and she's whacking away at them. And Charlie's got a few things to do. Um, so yeah, it's a weird day. I'm actually. The only I figured because no one else was going to be here, it was okay if I was in the studio, and uh, so I'm at the studio alone, and uh, because I knew in our tiny house it was going to be kind of mayhem to try to record two episodes in our, you know, tucked away in the bedroom while everyone else is doing stuff, and also they need, you know, they need the bandwidth of the internet to to do their work. There's going to be some right. on- online, you know, some Zoom class stuff. So they also need peace and quiet. They don't need you yeah. playing grab ass. That's true. I, you know, I try to be quiet, but uh, when we're doing the isolation files, uh, you know, we're just doing our show, but I guess Charlie heard me swearing from, uh, from the other room. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess he I was walking by because he uh, brought that up at church yesterday. That's right. Yeah. We're still going to church. Uh, uh, of big... course you are. You got the blood of Jesus on you. Well, it's, it's it's important to keep in mind, you know, what really matters in times like this and uh, getting together with my congregation. We have about 5,000 people in our church, and it's, I think it's important for us all to be together in this trying time. How many people were there yesterday, Matt? 5,000. All 5,000 of you showed up? <laughs> yeah. Well, look, we have a very charismatic leader. He told us uh, this is what we're going to do, and uh, this is how we're going to get through this together as a group. And uh, I'll be damned if we're not – well, he didn't say – he didn't use, use those words, of course, but he, he made it very clear that we're still going to do the handshakes you know, okay. at, at the end of the service. We all uh, greet each other, sh- hugging and shaking hands. And, um, Did you do the uh, peace be with you? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And also with you. <laughs> So uh, I think it's, uh, you know, it's important to, uh, tradition is important, so we're going to stick with it. By the way, I will tell you this, that when I went to church, and I went to church up until 1980, mm-hmm. uh, maybe April of 1980, I forget, whenever I was confirmed as a Catholic, Catholic confirmation, James Ronald John Paul Pardo was my confirmation name. By the way, when they did that ceremony, did you say, confirmed? <laughs> I did, I went, confirmed. <laughs> um Boy, I wish I w- would have thought to do that back then. I'm sure I was too busy coming up with some other stupid joke to do. No one would have gotten the joke because it was before that joke uh, you hadn't introduced it. You didn't have a, you know, an audience to understand it. Uh, I'd like to think I would have set it up previously. I'd like to think that in okay. seventh grade I would have set it up. Mm-hmm. And then here comes eighth grade and I do it. Um, but what I will tell you is that when I went to church, uh, the only thing I liked about it was the peace be with you part because I felt like something was happening. <laughs> like I was moving, like mm-hmm. there's movement. Yeah. And even if it was a stranger next to me, I don't give that something's happening other than me listening to this guy, you know, uh, read from a book that may or may not be uh, uh, relevant. Yeah. Uh, when you went to church like that and they were reading from the Bible, did they read it in English or Latin? Sometimes when they would read it from English, at least that'd be okay. But every now and then they'd, of course, read it from Latin. And then like, dude, you're losing us. You're losing everybody. <laughs> Nobody wants this. Nobody's learned that. Let's let's shake hands. Let's get that wafer and let's get out of here. 
Yeah, there are. I mean, you definitely see some pastors who have uh, have the it factor. Like they they know how to. They've got the the Ed Sheeran. They can hold the crowd in the palm of their hands thing. Right. Uh, and honestly, I think any one of us, if we had grown up in a church like that, we would be like, man, religion's great. Uh, you know, but, but every church I, I ever went to super dry and boring and uh how the hell am i ever supposed to get uh, invested in this you know what and then you add to it the whole pomp and circumstance of the you know the altar boys everybody walking down the aisle for seven minutes and yeah you know taking 45 minutes to light a candle let's go <laughs> you know uh you know danielle and i i don't you know i think we talked about this before we went we ended up going to agape uh, here in Los Angeles, actually, it's in Culver City. Yeah, uh, it, it, uh, we went. And then it became very popular. It became crazily popular because Oprah had that guy on, Michael Beckwith, I think, is the the guy's name. Um, and that guy was charismatic. And mm-hmm. I um, and, and it was not as much dogma. And I, you know, it was more about just living life as, as positive people. Yeah. And um, I actually enjoyed it. And then it, and then Oprah had the guy on. And then you had to literally park down the street and take a shuttle in, <laughs> and. Uh, I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I'm not shuttling. I'm not shuttling to... And it, was, it wasn't all of... It was, it was more of a... Like I said, like more of a, just a, an hour of positive energy than it was, right. you know, hey, confess your sins and, you know, uh, hey, let's all be Christian, but badmouth our neighbors, you know, all the bullshit that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I, I actually enjoyed it. I don't want to uh, shuttle to a concert that I bought tickets for, so I'm definitely not shuttling to church. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I can't believe one time, Danielle and I, it's, it's, remember when I had those stupid warts on the bottom of my feet and they had to use acid to take them off and whenever I would step, it would hurt me. Dan Katz was still on the show then. Vaguely, yeah. Because uh, Dan had them and he's like, oh, I hope you don't have to do the acid thing. And then I had to do it and it was awful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so we had to take we went to danielle and i went to see journey at the uh, hollywood bowl and we had to take the shuttle from hollywood and highland up to the bowl and waiting in line for the shuttle standing waiting in line for that took more time than if we just would have walked up to the bowl yeah it's like you're literally taking a shuttle to go three quarters of a mile like walk (laughs) but you couldn't you had the bunions Uh, yeah i that was the logic was I couldn't because of the because of the warts warts sorry. Uh, but standing there waiting was just as painful mm-hmm. because you're you're on standing on your feet it was right. awful right and you know what those days are over those days are long gone man mm-hmm. long gone I have to be honest I've not uh, because we're not at the studio I don't have a timer in front of me oh um what are we at 17 minutes or 15 minutes like 15 maybe yeah that's cool <laughs> Uh, I noticed that the the Zoom thing has a timer, but it started when we started the meeting, not when we started the recording. So that doesn't help me. Did we start the meeting on time at ten thirty, like we were supposed to, Matt? Uh, we, we, you and I did. <laughs> uh, some other people weren't here. Uh, I I recall that the last thing was said ten forty. That's what time we were having Garen join us. Ah, uh, well, I was busy doing other things, and I just saw ten forty. All right. Garen, I, also, I also was having trouble with my with my equipment uh, between 10:30 and 10:40. Listen, so it, it happens anyway. to all guys. I recommend you go to forhims.com/pardo and use the code pardo at checkout. Look, let's be honest about it, guys. Uh, ED uh, is the one thing we could uh, that it's immune to this uh, virus. Uh, 
I, electronic dysfunction? Hang on. I mean, uh, sales of products to help you mm-hmm. is immune to this. Uh, have it delivered right to your home. You don't That's have right. to go anywhere. You don't have to go see the doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you still laughing at your joke? <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm continuously laughing at uh, what you're saying, what I said. It's just a joke, general I, joy. I, I literally I couldn't tell if you said your joke and then... No, literally nobody else laughed, and then you just kept laughing at it. And it I, I, I did think my joke was funny, and I was for you know what, uh, for a time I was laughing at it. I, I will <laughs> tell you this: I thought it was fine too. I just was in the middle of a riff, and uh, I, I can't be distracted with your electronic dysfunction humor. That's fair. I, can I can't and won't. Here's the thing that uh, you shouldn't. The people listening to the isolation files are watching that, which is if you're a platinum member, you, you were doing. Uh, two other episodes per week we're doing the players club episode or not players club anymore but the the sunday night episode and then we're also doing a uh, a thing well now they're all going to be from our homes but basically it was the thing we were each doing from our home and uh what we learned by doing it that way is that um Jimmy really needs half of Elliot's face to be covered by a monitor or something because otherwise it's just too distracting. You're also, you're gigantic in your frame in a way that no one else is. I, I can't, I can't, I can't do anything about that. If I go, if I go any further back, then you'll see the edge of my green screen. So, mm, okay. Yeah, we can't have that. I don't want that. Let's just have you be a giant head. I mean, should we all just be this close and just be like... No, nobody wants this. Or does everybody want this? I don't no, know. No, nobody wants this. <laughs> um, by the way, the isolation files, if you are not a member of the Platinum, uh, what we're doing over there is we're playing uh, fun games. We're doing... Uh, yeah. La- last week, we had Rich Summer host a game. And then uh, the week before, uh, my son Oliver hosted a trivia game. Uh, the week before that, I uh, mangled some sort of game. Although that was fun. What did we do? We did a five-second rule. That was fun. Uh, that was fun. I think this week we'll do a trivia again, but uh, uh, details to come, is, uh, uh, even to my uh, castmates. They're not aware of uh, what's no, happening, nor should they be. It's not their business. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so the, not to slip into plug mode, but if you if you want to uh, enjoy that, you can sign up for the Platinum subscription. All those things are available at the $5 level, Five, $5 a month at nevernotfunny.com. Uh, just create an account if you don't have one yet and uh, choose your uh, platinum level because there's uh, uh, other levels available with perks and stuff like that. Here's another P word, poison. Why don't we say choose your, uh, pick your poison, mm. you know, platinum poison. That could have been uh, the low level because oh. uh, that's just poison. And then uh, to uh, not be full of poison, you spend more money. Poison, your lips are venomous poison. Hey, you know what I did over the weekend, this was, which was a lot of fun, over on uh, the Twitter, which is a uh, an application on my telephone. Uh, <laughs> How's that work? What you do, Matt, it, oh, it's very interesting. Uh, you get to write like a sentence or a, a joke or a comment, and then uh, many people will uh, support what you say or laugh at what you say. Others will then try to fix your joke, which is always great when the common man, <laughs> oh, man. wants to do that to professionals. That's so helpful. So that so your jokes will be better. That, that must yeah. be great. So you're going to be a better yeah. comedian as a result of this app. You know, I follow very funny fe- uh, people, but I still feel the need that I should punch their jokes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I follow them because I think they're funny right. and I enjoy their comedy. So what I'm doing now, too, I'm taking the Twitter theory to the live show. And when I hear a joke from a comedian on stage, I go, hang, hang on, got a better punchline for you. That's what I'm doing now. <laughs> Great. That's what you're doing, assholes, when you do that on Twitter. That's the equivalent. You're interrupting a stand-up show. A professional comedian's written a joke. Laurie Kilmartin, one of the best joke writers. Josh Gondelman, knock it off. Do- Todd Berry, stop it. 
not those three. Those are the people that are writing great jokes. Mm-hmm. People that feel the need to punch their jokes up. Uh, I'm going to quote Jimmy Pardo, go suck a muffler. Sick of your bullshit. You know what? Walk around, maskless. <laughs> wow. President style. Get it. 19. The hard castle. My point is this. I think it's, by the way, a lot of people are saying that this is our Vietnam, our, our generation's Vietnam, our, our, our age group. A lot of people are saying that. A lot of people are saying that. That's my president tells me. <laughs> a lot of people are saying this. Yep. Uh, so I think it's perfect that it's uh, COVID-19. I understand why it's 19. It was discovered in 2019. Yep. Um, but because of the Hardcastle connection. Do you think Paul Hardcastle is going to release a new version of that song about the virus? How does he not? Is How he- does he not? Well, one way he wouldn't is if he died of the virus before he had a chance. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> is he still around? Do we still do we still have Paul Hardcastle with us? I want to say he released something not that long ago. Garen, please look that up over there at the Pop Culture Reasons uh, Info pool, uh, Pillow. Um, <laughs> I, um, if he doesn't do it, um, hang on, I have to do something on my computer that is allowing me to uh, do something. Um, uh, what I'm learning, Matt, from the most recent um, hit parade with our friend Chris Malanfi, not a friend of ours. Uh, <laughs> In fact, although I look for- if he knew us, he would hate us because we do nothing but make fun of him. <laughs> well, here's what I've decided, Matt. Because yeah. uh, have you listened to the new episode yet? The, uh, about the Latin music? I'm three quarters of the way through it, yeah. Here's what I've decided about it. First of all, uh, if Paul Harcastle is going to release anything in 2019, it's because uh, uh, two unknown DJs in Miami remixed it for him and made it a hit. <laughs> right. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, B, what I what I discovered about Hit Parade is that I like the episodes more when I don't know the details of what yes. he's talking about. Yes. So, like, I get mad when he's talking about Bon Jovi or Woodstock or classic rock because while I know he's done his research, there's always one or two things that he's wrong about, and right. that drives me bananas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas this one, I don't know if he's wrong or not on some stuff. Right. And I find it interesting. Here's the other thing I've discovered about myself in the last uh, week listening to this episode of Hit Parade. I am a guy who bought Ricky Martin's album when it came out. Yeah. I bought uh, uh, Enrique Iglesias. I bought uh, Shakira. It turns out I like Latin music. <laughs> I thought the same thing listening to it. I was like, these are great songs. I'm enjoying this. And I actually thought of you because I was like, I, I don't know why. I actually was like, does Jimmy like this? Because he should like it because it's all horns, which is like you love horns. Right? Well, you know, look, look, I even like Pitbull when he's not rapping. You know what I mean? Like I like yeah. the, the, the songs are great. Um and that that Ricky Martin album is great. Uh, Mark Anthony, I loved that album. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm on board with the the Latin music. Uh, you know, I like the Lombada. It's, I know it's forbidden, but I like it. <laughs> right. By the way, uh, even though I don't know that much about it, like you, and so I was enjoying the episode, he did say that Bailamos, the the Enrique Iglesias song, he yes. said uh, he was making the point that these artists were starting to. Uh, record English language songs to cross over more, and uh, and he said "Bailamos." The only word, the only word in Spanish in the whole song is the title "Bailamos." Here are the first lines of the song "Bailamos." Uh, Esta noche, bailamos. Te doy toda mi vida. Quédate conmigo. Those are the first two lines of the song. So, shut the fuck up, you dumb asshole. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on, I'm confused. So you're telling me. Uh, he said the only non-English words were the title. Yes, he said he I, said the word I, bailamos. I may have heard it wrong when I heard it. I think I'm pretty. Maybe I'm the asshole, but I'm pretty sure he said 
The only the only uh, English the only non English word in the song is the title Bailamos. Is there an English version of it though? That 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 is uh, the English is... version. Here, oh. I'll, I'll play it for you. Ready? Oops, I just took a screenshot. That's not helpful. <laughs> Garen, while Matt looks that up, did you get a Hardcastle update? Is he still with us? He is. He is still with us, Jimmy. When's the last <laughs> time Paul released something? Was it about the Gulf War? Uh, singles. 2020, he's got something coming out called Dancing Galaxies. It's about space? Sounds like it's about space. It's in Hardcastle 8. What? What does that mean? It looks like that's the name of the album, Hardcastle 8. It's his eighth album? Makes sense. He's only been doing music for 55 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had Cut Loose in 2018, Amber Skies in 2018. Happy Go Lucky in 2019 and Dancing Galaxies in 2020. This guy's never been more prolific. <laughs> this guy. He's got to get on this on COVID. The guy had a hit 35 years ago and now he's back. Those last two went to number one in the U.S. jazz chart. Wow. I'm stunned silent. Did it? That there's a U.S. jazz chart? <laughs> yeah. No, I knew, I knew that part. That's got to be like, that chart's got to be like the comedy chart on iTunes where it's like, number one, Paul Hardcastle. Number two, John Coltrane. It's like, yes. you know, there's nothing new. It's just like the classics are the ones that are popular. It's uh, like, or to your point about the comedy, number one, whatever comic released an album this week. Number two, the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. Number two, Louis C.K. Number three, Jerry Seinfeld. All right. Number four, Jim Gaffigan. Here. Number five, Jim Gaffigan. Number six, Jim Gaffigan. Number right. seven, Jim Gaffigan. Number eight, Brian Regan. Number nine, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> Here's the chorus of the English language hit Bailamos by Enrique Iglesias. Well, he does say let the rhythm take you over, but your point is that there are... Yeah, he's wrong. He's just wrong. That's the chorus. Yo quiero, amor mío, te quiero. Matt... The only Spanish words are the title, and he <laughs> I, he stands by it. I want I want I would love to have Chris Malanfi on the show, but we would have to do a long explanation of look. We've kicked you in the nuts about fifty to sixty times on our show, and uh, it was all for fun. We love we love the show, obviously, and I would love to talk uh, pop charts with him. It would be fun. Uh, I think he and I would disagree, though, because I I believe that once they expanded the pop charts to include youtube viewings and stuff like that i think the charts are basically irrelevant yeah um and to say you know it went number it debuted at number one it's like that's not the same as somebody having to leave their home and go and purchase it um and i recognize things are different i'm not yeah. stupid but uh well the thing like is that. i think the the the, the problem is it, i mean i think the current way of doing it is the most accurate way to measure what's popular in the past, we didn't have as much uh, technology or the ability to measure things as accurately. We had radio plays and we had sales. Uh, but once somebody buys something, you don't know how many times they listen to it. It's like someone could buy a single and listen to it once or they could be playing it 100 times a day for two weeks. And so yes. what's more popular, the thing that gets played 100 times or the thing that gets played one time in a household? 
Math just tells me the one that's played 100 times. I mean, that would be my, that's just an opinion, Jimmy. I'm not saying it's fact. I don't know. Garen, look it up. What's more popular, <laughs> something played 100 or, or something played once? But the problem is, I think when you get the real data, it's it's messy. You know, like it, it was cleaner when it was more simple, like when the reporting yes. was simpler and things, there wasn't as much stuff but once you open it up to youtube and and uh spotify and stuff like that you're just going to get a lot of weird stuff that you never would have heard of before and it makes it more confusing but it is a better snapshot well look going back to the latin music and that's what i want to talk about here today that's that's why i called this all together oh, okay. talk about okay. latin music. yeah um i'll even go as far even though he rolls his eyes verbally uh chris malanfi and as do a lot of people that macarena is a great song too i dare you not to like that song <laughs> That song gets you moving. The, tu- the, 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 the tune is great. It, Screw you. It's ins- That's fun. insanely catchy. Is it, is it possible that uh, people are mad at Macarena because it's it's too earwormy? They just, they look, it was good the first time I heard it. I don't want it in my head all this time. Stop. Get out. Get out. Get out. Yeah. Yes. And I don't enjoy what those DJs did when they added the weird female vocal thing. That sucks. You don't like that? You don't like those girls in the background? No, they sound terrible. It, the oh, song is like fine, it. but their voices are in that's That takes it into novelty territory for me. Because huh. they don't sound like real singers. They're just like, it sounds like I'm a Barbie girl or some bullshit. They're the best Miami has to offer. <laughs> they are fantastic and you should embrace them. All right. Might look at it's my, they're all full of cocaine. It's Miami. <laughs> Everybody down there is full of the blow, man. Mm-hmm. They got they they did a bunch of lines off the cocks, and then they uh, they said, "Let's do this. Let's spice up the macarena." Hey, macarena! Uh, all right. <laughs> I will say that I I found myself listening to that episode, and I think I hated most of those songs when they came out. But hearing them now is like, yeah, you know what? These these are good songs. A lot of them are good songs. I don't like all of them, but like that, I still contend that Jennifer Lopez is is a boring singer. And uh, like the fact that she was just recording songs that Rodney Jerkins, who produced Destiny's Child and and um, Brandy and all those artists, like any one of those artists could have recorded her songs and it would have been the I same, agree with that. the same or better. Honestly, uh, she brought very little to it. But as a pop star, she brought a lot to it because she's a great dancer and she's beautiful and she you know you watch a music video and you're like, hey, that's Jennifer Lopez. That's exciting. But just hearing it, I'm like, yeah, this is still very uh tepid music hey it looks like our guest is here what time is it oh he's a little uh, early it, it's early should i just leave him in the waiting room I have yeah the... leave him in the waiting room he leave, leave him, him in, in the, the waiting, waiting room. room we'll be back real soon oh now does that Uh-oh. mean that he can hear us in the waiting room or he's just waiting <laughs> and then we have to allow him in that's a great question i don't think he can hear us but we'll we'll ask him when he when we when we finally let him in in about All right, 45 well, why minutes do, why don't we do this then why don't we uh put on some sassy salsa <laughs> and uh take a little break we could all dance privately to whatever sassy salsa that we want to listen to yep and um uh and then we uh, when we come back mark Marin is joining us mark has a brand new special on netflix that will uh uh, undoubtedly talk about him got to imagine he brings up coffee and cats at some point as well <laughs> and um we also have trivia for this week we have our uh, trivia question uh hey before we bring uh mark in i also want to point out that um uh, uh many months ago somebody brought a package to garen at the barnes and noble uh that was full of trivia questions um a girl named jessica dropped that off for garen 
The reason we haven't used those yet is they are organized in such a way that they're organized for trivia night. Like there are five questions in a category and that's not how we do this. So I have to have uh, either Oliver or Danielle go through and make them usable on a weekly basis or we have to do a trivia thing using those questions. So I bring this up on the air so that this girl, Jessica, doesn't think we've completely ignored the fact that she brought, uh, took the time to bring this package to Garen at um, uh, the uh, uh, Barnes & Noble. All right, I'm getting some texts from our guest. Uh, he's rattled. He doesn't know what to do. He's out of <laughs> Purina. So um, <laughs> we uh, uh, let's take a break and we'll be back with more right after this. Hey, before I actually uh, toss you off to Matt for a uh, the announcements, or I guess ads. You call them ads, Matt? What do you call these? Yeah, that's what you... In the business, we call them ads, yeah. I see. Uh, well, before we do that, uh, I'm going to start calling you ads, Matt, by the way, because it makes me think of the word hazmat. And, oh, I, uh, I got my I ads, Matt suit on, so... Yeah, you got your ads, Matt suit, and they keep <laughs> it just safe from the... You keep those ads safe from the virus. That's right. Um, we just wanted to take a quick uh, second here to uh, talk to the Platinum subscribers um, and uh, walk you through what's happening. First and foremost, uh, thank you for being with us during this time uh, of uh, uncertainty, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, and, uh, you know, appreciate you guys. We're getting great comments on both Twitter and email, uh, people letting us know that uh, they appreciate the extra, the isolation files. And uh, we're going to do everything we can to uh, continue to make this as normal of Never Not Funny as it is and still be a part of your life uh, the way that we have. And, Honestly, I'm just going to say from the bottom of my heart, uh, I was depressed when we were done recording yesterday because uh, mm -hmm. I felt like, well, there's my one thing to do. And yeah. uh, and so I guess I'm saying that I need to do this as much as the listeners are telling us they need it in their lives. Yeah. And so I just wanted to truly give a heartfelt thank you guys for being part of this during this, again, just just this time of uncertainty. Matt, yeah. your thoughts? Yeah, and, and I... We'll add to that. Thank you for all the nice emails people have been sending uh, messages uh, wherever you send messages. Uh, we've seen a lot of nice uh, sentiments uh, from fans. And so we really appreciate that. And I'm glad you're uh, finding some solace or respite from the the either. Even if it's just boredom, I'm, I'm glad uh, that you guys are enjoying the show. I'm glad we can provide it for you still. And uh, but yeah, but also we want to specifically talk about there was a little confusion about uh the perks going out to platinum plus and platinum primo uh people we, we know people are still waiting for their t-shirts uh platinum primo people the the calendars have gone out to platinum primo twenty the, the bulk, right there's still a few that are still uh there, yeah there's there's one batch that's uh that's waiting to get picked up uh i think for, uh today and but there is uh pretty much if you if you subscribed especially if you subscribed early to the $20 level, you should have your calendar by now. And, uh, and a and we, sticker, Take calendar and a sticker. Yeah, we put, it was, you know, a sort of like little surprise. We put uh, stickers in those. So um, if, you, if you're online and you see people like, hey, I got my sticker, and you're like, hey, how come I didn't get my sticker? Uh, that Those were only the $20 people with the calendars that were getting those. Uh, so don't be confused by that. I'm sorry if that created any confusion for people. Uh, also, they uh, are uh, t-shirts are uh, again because everything is getting is slowed down with ordering the t-shirt. Mario ordering the t-shirts is taking more time to get supply, and uh, also our website uh, 
the, the, the idea of the drop down for the sizes, those folks are also in shelter in place. So yeah. everybody's doing stuff. It's a little slower than we anticipated, uh, uh, but we are slowly rolling out the t-shirts uh, where we were able to, because there, honestly, there are not as many people at the primo level as at the plus level. So we were able to email those folks and get sizes and so on and so forth. But it's going to be a little bit longer for the, uh, for the Platinum Plus. We're going to have to wait for that drop down because that's just too uh, daunting of a task to take that on, even at this time where we have zero to do during the day. Um, but it is being worked on. And, and the plan right. is uh, we can we'll just send out an email to all Platinum Plus subscribers when that drop down is available with instructions on how to submit your T-shirt size. And please, if you, what you can do now, actually already, although it'll, th- this will this, the email will remind you to do this, too, is go into your profile on NeverNotFunny.com. And if you haven't added your address, your shipping address and um, phone name number, and your name and your name. Yeah. Fill all that in. You can do that now. But when the drop down is available in the perks menu of the platinum page, we will send out an email to everybody who needs to receive it. Uh, basically $10 uh, subscribers uh, letting you know that it's please submit your t-shirt size. Now um, that doesn't mean that the shirts are immediately going to start shipping. Once no. you give us your size, I, I just want to be clear on that. But what right now, what we're waiting for is for the website developers to build that into the, to the site. And it's taking, like Jimmy said, it's taking longer than, uh, anyone could have imagined, but uh, I think that's sort of understanding understandable then, at this point. Add to it, like I say about Mario waiting for the T-shirts to get to him as well. Like every, everything is just a little bit slower, but we yeah. want to thank you for your patience. We pre- I appreciate your patience. Yeah, and uh, you know this stuff will get to you. I I know I once said sooner than later, but it looks like it's going to be later than sooner uh, <laughs> by no fault of ours. Um, uh, but we will. Um, uh, even though I said that I had this radio demo. Uh, admittedly, I had to go hunting for it, and uh, I finally dug it up. And so Matt is going to Matt. Why don't you explain where this will live so people can find that the radio demo from season one, courtesy of some. I think he's one of the biggest radio producers in Miami. <laughs> made this demo for us. Yeah, I think it was actually Emilio. It wasn't it uh, Gloria Estefan's husband, Emilio. I think he. I don't. It. I don't know if this was Miami Sound Machine related. But, oh, uh, I could have sworn. That was either him or John Cicada that produced this for us. But I, oh, I don't. I if it don't. was John Cicada, be a little more laid back. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Um, so this this is a bonus that obviously we could deliver digitally. Uh, if you go if you go to the website, if you're logged in and go to the platinum page, just click the bonus tab and you'll see it. Uh, at, it should be the most recent thing if you're looking at it uh, when this episode drops, and uh, that's where also that's where you find the. Uh, when we do the monthly live streams, we're putting up the recorded version of that video after the fact in the same bonus area. So that the bonus area is where to find all stuff that's not an, a, a regular uh, weekly episode. And, and again, uh, the, the people at the ten and at, at, at the ten dollar and twenty dollar, the plus and the primo, they get this radio demo. Right. Um, okay. Just want to. Yeah. Make and, sure. and if and if you're not uh, sorry, I realize. Yeah, there are people listening who are not platinum subscribers at all or they may subscribe at the five dollar level uh yeah you won't see that there obviously if you're not subscribed at the the 10 or 20 dollar level but you can upgrade if you really are dying to hear this uh insane radio demo jimmy pardo yeah um so yeah the 
the upgrade process is is pretty straightforward if you just go to the subscription page on the website. Uh, all right. I think, Matt, you and I can both agree this was much longer than we thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted to keep it simple, but we also <laughs> we're never good at that. But also we did want to uh, we realized that we need to be, uh, you know, better about communicating what's going on on some of these things. And so we'll try to continue to communicate what's going on. Like, for example, when the T-shirts start, start shipping, we'll let you guys know that they're actually yeah. shipping so that you don't have to sit there wondering, hey, was I supposed to get my shirt? I didn't get it yet. Uh, what's going on? You know, you may see if some primo people start getting shirts, you may start to wonder, hey, am I supposed to be getting mine? Did it get lost in the mail? So we'll make sure to let everybody know on the show, obviously, uh, what's going on. Also, my apologies to anybody that wasn't BCC'd in an email. <laughs> yeah we were trying to use our, our fancy email uh system the send grid for sending stuff out but then in some cases if people weren't getting them jimmy was manually sending things out in little small batch emails from his uh from his email computer uh, computer his email client and uh didn't I, have, I, I do have a specific email computer so, <laughs> and I'll, I'll blame it I'll, I'll pull it trump and blame it on that yeah it's an older computer all that does is email and so doesn't, it's, doesn't it's get not, it. not 100 percent uh, accurate anyway the guy that was typing those was dumb and forgot to bcc a batch of them because uh he's dumb yeah my apologies all right, let's wrap this up. You know, get back to the show. All right, <laughs> and, uh, now now here's some ads, and then back to the show uh, again with uh, Mark Marin. We had a great time with him yesterday. You're going to enjoy uh, this nice conversation we have with Mark. Uh, thanks, you guys. Thanks again for subscribing and supporting. Enjoy. Hey, sometimes you find yourself at the, the wall that's missing a couple of bucks. Who, did somebody steal it or what's going on over there? It doesn't matter how you're missing the bucks. Money might be a little tight. That's where earn-in comes in, Matt. Yeah, earn-in. Earn-in's there if you got a last-minute gift for a loved one, an expect, uh, unexpected trip to the vet. I've seen a lot of that on uh, uh, social media, by the way. People saying, oh, I had to spend the night at the at the pet vet. Yeah. People like using the phrase pet vet. Even though vet covers pet. I mean, what other are you, are you at the... Wild animal vet? Yeah, you could be visiting a, a soldier. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I think people, I, I think they like the sound of pet vet. It does sound fun. It is fun to say. I get it. Uh, but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun. So That's uh, a good point. Yeah. Why are they, yeah. Why are they being uh, capricious or uh, silly with their very you know, serious issue? You know, capricious say. <laughs> uh, now, listen, This is here's the important thing. Earn-in is there because the point is you're not at the pet vet at three in the morning going, oh, good. I get to spend X amount of money right. uh, that I don't have. That's where earn-in jumps in. Yes. Uh, earn-in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Yeah. So it gives you a little goose if you need it. Yeah. It's, but you're, you're making the money by going to your job and working every day. They're just saying, hey, we can get you that money a little bit sooner than the, than the paycheck arrives. That's exactly right. Now, over three and a half million people are already uh, saying things like, when I I think about earning i think about financial stability security it gives me a lot of peace of mind that's what they're saying they say it like that yeah they, i would think there'd be a little more uh, excitement no, these, these are people that uh, you, you know when they're giving a testimonial they're caught off guard and they're, then they, they're not comfortable in front of a microphone exactly these are right. not professional these are broadcasters like we are yeah, they, they they sound stilted but that's real that's genuine thank you man again it gives them peace of mind <laughs> uh hey download earning today that is spelled e-a-r-n-i-n and that's in the google play or apple app store when you download the earn it app type in never not funny under podcast please when you sign up it'll help the show let 
lets them know who said to you there, who directed you there. Once again, put in Never Not Funny under podcast. Subject your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Earnin, it's your money. Get it now. Guys, Shopify is something that's very, very dear and important to me, and you know that. You know that. And Matt, you're laughing because you know that I don't stop talking about Shopify off the air. It's really, it's it's weird. It's like your new obsession. Like, you used to talk about, you know, Journey and Kiss all the time. Now it's just Shopify this, Shopify that. I know, and I, all I can do is apologize, but I'll tell you why. It's because whether you're selling scented soaps or uh, offering outdoor outfits... The SSS or the OOO, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, which I learned stands for point of sale, not the other thing that I've been saying. <laughs> right. That's uh, When you go on and on about Shopify, you, sound, you sounded a little foolish because you were raving about, and then people would say, well, why, why is he talking about POS? Like, what? That's yeah. Like, they didn't know either, and you didn't know how to tell them. Uh, well, no, because I was on the wrong side of history on that as well. Yeah. But point of sale is what POS stands for when we're talking Shopify. I'm excited because we've set up our own Shopify account to uh, handle our uh, our perks. You know, we were sending out uh, T-shirts and, and yearbooks to our subscribers, and uh, it's so easy. It's great. I get to, you know, assign roles to different people. Like our, our, our web guy, Jeff, is he's an admin in there now, and I, I just it was so easy to set him up. And then I set up our T-shirt guy. He's got an account in there he can log in he can do what he needs to do to get our shipping done it's awesome um i've been kept out of the loop on that uh because um you're kind <laughs> yeah as much as you rave about it you don't want to know i don't want to know i don't want to know how the sausage is made i just no. want to see the uh, the, the results right that's what i want and, and also i don't know if illegally i can get away with this but it's so easy to shopify well, because Come you were on. off key, I think we're legally safe. I think I was on key for the, what I was doing. <laughs> we all knew what it was. Uh, you know, I'm not doing karaoke to a backing track. <laughs> it was on whatever key I was at. Uh, sign up for $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify, a better way to sell. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program, episode 2606. Uh we're all in isolation, although Marin's got some people around him. We've just been told there's somebody in the room with him. Uh, Mark is uh, very busy taking time away from wrestling. Yeah. He's taking time away from his Netflix special called End Times Fun that came out, I guess, about a month ago, Mark. When did your special come out? It came out, I think, simultaneously with the quarantine order. It was, uh, <laughs> it was a big plan, global plan, on behalf of networks and myself to start the virus to promote the show. So has, that paid, has it paid off? Are you getting oh, a lot of views? Tremendous. tremendous. Okay, very good. <laughs> yeah. No, it came out literally, I think, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I'm not even sure. But uh, recently. Wait, when you do it, how many specials have you done, Mark? Yeah, um, well, I've done three for Netflix and one for Epics, and then a couple of half hour ones. So, so five hours, I guess. Right. And then of that... Like, how much cat material can you find? I, mean, was, I don't believe that in this most recent special, there's not one cat joke. But I appreciate I, the jab. I, I don't I know. You, I know you haven't watched it. Uh, I don't have I don't have uh, to use your word. I don't have networks. <laughs> so uh, did I say uh, networks? You did. I think it's called Netflix. Oh, that's not the way it says it on my TV. Oh, <laughs> you got to hold the, the yeah, it's a whole different format. Are um, you using Roku? I am using Roku. I'm, I'm also using Sling. Uh, I'm using Roku on Sling TV. 
Wait, so, are, is that Bobby Slayton TV? No, I, I think it might be. Can you get Slayton on? Is there another box for Slayton? <laughs> what are you guys talking about? You're talking about me. <laughs> so how are you? Just getting by like anybody else. That's a... Uh... Yeah, so the, yeah, the Netflix special came out a little while ago, and it, it, it's good. I, and I, it was horrible timing for the world, but good timing for me. Uh, and that's really all that matters for you, right? Is that uh, everything's going your direction? No, 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 no. I have a big heart, and it goes out to a lot of people twice a week on my podcast. I don't know. Did I come here to be beat up by you, Chicardo? <laughs> I'm sorry. Are things not good at home? Where are your kids? Does everyone uh, still live with you? <laughs> well, we have to. Our, our Surgeon General told us we had to. This is the worst time to move out. <laughs> They've been thinking about it. They had their bags packed, and all of a sudden, this thing hit. Now they're stuck with me. Oh, it's all going to work out now. I think it is. Now we're forced to work it out. <laughs> so the, luckily, this, this, this pandemic has helped our family. Very good. Very good. Yeah. There's a plus, Actually, right? uh, Mark, as I told the other guys uh, right before uh, earlier in the show, my son's in the other room. He's doing a Second City online improv class uh, this week. Do you know the instructor? You know what? I don't. Um, Isn't that I, sad? I, it's some guy named Dan Aykroyd. Huh. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Young guy. He's, he's an older guy, actually. <laughs> well, be careful what he's teaching your son. He's probably teaching him about aliens and that soon the ships will come. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if that's improv. <laughs> actually, right now they're just talking about the blues. <laughs> so he's, he's pouring the tears about the blues. I just interviewed Aykroyd. It was like I had to keep him at bay with the, uh, with the alien stuff. The blues is okay. SNL, the blues. Is he a is he Rick Overton like in his conspiracy stuff with the aliens? I don't think he's a, as political as Rick. I think he's sort of um, he just takes the aliens as sort of like a, a it's a fact of life that a lot of us are missing. Whereas I think Rick kind of folds in the political element, right? Know, the, yeah, the lizard people and whatnot. I haven't <laughs> talked to Rick in a while. It's yeah, always I, a, exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's got a lot to say now. It's <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the funniest yet meanest thing I've ever heard you say. You've said mean things. Um, he, I think uh, I could say it to his face. That's how I judge them now. Could I say that to his face? I do you I really could. think you could say that to You really believe you could say to one of these, uh, 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 I, I don't even know how to politely say, these far left people that yeah. have these views, you think you could say that to their face and they would appreciate the joke? It, it's a timing thing, you know, you, you get, you know, and, and that's something I think we're professional. At. You just got to look for your hole and you drop it in. You, you might catch them off guard, but you might get a fuck you too. You know, it could go either way, but you know, I could handle it either way. Right. Cause you've heard fuck you a lot in your lifetime. Not as much as you think, you know, I'm, really? a, pretty, I'm a pretty charming guy. Uh, I don't disagree with that by the way. And, and, and it shows your success proves it. You know, here's a, uh, here's a funny anecdote that I've told on the show before, but I'm uh, willing to share again because his name came up, Bobby Slayton. And this goes hand in hand with what you just said about, about hearing. I was once, uh, at an airport and, um, he started, uh, they called for, uh, one group to start boarding and he was not in that group, but yet he started boarding and I just came up behind him and I go, not you, you fucking idiot. <laughs> And he goes, oh, okay. As if he's heard that his whole life and it was just normal for him. He's like, so funny because it's oh, like oh, right under all of that blasting. Oh, blah, 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 blah. He's like, what? He's like, There's like this little soft, sad man in there. Yes. And I saw, I saw it and it actually kind of broke my heart that like, oh, it was yeah. that easy to get to him? That's awful. <laughs> um, very fragile. You know, it's a, 
he's not he's not the pit bull of comedy anymore. It's not, <laughs> the eighties are over. You know what they, I mean? They, that they are. Uh, although he was great on Curb Your Enthusiasm this season, he had that one. Uh, I love him. I love episode. Him. I'm always happy to see Bobby Slayton. I have not seen Bobby Slayton or Bobby Collins in a long time. Bobby Collins? <laughs> I wonder what Bobby Collins is up to. Oh, I can you tell you what he's up a, to. You didn't know I was an impressionist, did you? Uh, that was a great Bobby Collins, uh, better than your Slayton. Uh, I can do a Slayton. I can, let me work on it. Okay. Kind, of the same, right, it. kind of the same voice. <laughs> kind of. Uh, here's what I'll tell you about Bobby Collins. What he's doing right now, he's talking about Continental Airlines. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> on That's a boat. Great. That's a great joke. That's a great joke. What, his joke about Continental? Well, no, I, me, me saying that. Yeah, my oh, mother, yeah. who's my mother, passed away two, two and a half years ago now. I'm sorry. Uh, but my mom, one time we're watching that I think Stand Up Spotlight, and Bobby Collins was on, and my yeah. mom was in the other room and went, "Does this guy have any jokes besides this Continental piece?" <laughs> my mom said that. Yeah. And by the way, I think Bobby Collins is very funny and a very nice man. Uh, um, but. Yeah. Uh, Look, you come and see me, you're going to hear the same jokes over and over again, too. Unless I'm doing that patented crowd work I'm known for. Yeah, um, are, you, are you doing the same jokes over and over again? I, I, you don't mix it up? or I don't know. I'm doing some hot new thing about Nixon that seems to be really hitting with the kids. <laughs> wow. You better talk to Argus Hamilton and make sure you're not crossing th- uh, you know what? streams. You know what? Safety first. I'll talk to him. Good call. <laughs> Now, Mark, when you walk around the world, do you bring the stool with you in case you have to sit down for a long conversation? I do. Uh, I have several. There's uh, the traveling stool and then uh, there's the stools I use at home and then Uh an outdoor stool. So like like if I go on a hike, I kind of put the stool on my back and if I Uh sit down, I put it right there on the trail. Uh, For traveling, I've got a special case that it was made for me. It's a zip up case, uh, not a hard shell case. It's hard to carry a stool on. So I do have to check it. But yeah, good question. And yes, I do. I do travel with the stool. Did you think about for the for the traveling, a collapsible? That seems maybe like a, like a tripod sort of thing. Yeah. You would think, but I'm kind of weird with the integrity of the stool. It needs to be solid. It needs to be uh-huh. well constructed. It needs to look like a, a real piece of furniture. It can't be, I don't fuck around with stools. I don't like sitting on, you ever go to clubs or do theaters or maybe, I'm sorry, just clubs for you where... Um, <laughs> The stool is like a weird shape or it's not right or it's some it's part of a bar thing that that doesn't exist anymore. It's just not doesn't look like a regular stool or it has the thin top that you're not sure how to sit on it. That's why I bring my own stool, because I've learned over the years that uh, you have to. I stopped listening once I was insulted. I'm not going to tolerate that. <laughs> it's, it's sort of strange that you would do that considering you got it coming. You have it coming. I do. I 100% agree. Um, by the way, uh, I, I, obviously I heard everything you said. I don't disagree with you that every now and then there's a stool, like you say, that long way stool. Like, what is no, that no, one? Nobody wants that weird, like it's, it's like the shape of a skateboard yeah. right. on top of four legs. Yeah. Nobody wants that. It's the worst. It's the, and you don't know how to sit on them. And it's just stupid. Right. I will not be upstaged by the equipment. We, <laughs> right. we only need a couple of things to do what we do. If you, you, know, you want a stool, whether to sit on it or put a water on it, you want a straight mic stand. And always, I prefer a wired mic. That's all I ask for. Uh, uh, 58 on a stick with a wire. That's it. And a stool. Thank you. You ever? I, what? I would prefer a little side table for my drink so I don't, uh, so that the comics don't, prior to me, don't use the stool as their table. Oh, okay. See, okay. Right. I don't want, I don't want to actually, I don't want to, I don't want to A, take the time to wipe it down. B, I don't want to then sit down and my pants get wet. Because right. of condensation from their beer. Right, right. No, I think that makes sense. But I'm really, I, I never want to see that when they put the tripod mic up, you're in trouble. 
I, I, I'm not a diva, but if I see a tripod mic, I'm like, I, I, did you guys see my contract? There's no fucking way. And right away with that tone, not even negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even wrap up to it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what? Uh, now, also, now I watch Glow, and I think it's terrific, and I think you're great on it, and I mean that sincerely. Thanks. I think you are absolutely phenomenal on Glow. Thank you. Um, I do find the straight mic stand uh, out of place every time you bring that with you for every scene. <laughs> I know. It's weird. And the stool. But I'm glad you're okay with the stool. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with the stool. I don't want to right. see you standing. I don't like I don't like your posture. So you no, sitting is the best way to see you. I, I keep telling them that on the show, but they're like, no, we need you to, to we need you to walk around the ring. And I'm like, I'm going to need the straight stand. And so, like, I, I appreciate you noticing it. I try yeah. to integrate it, but it's very difficult. <laughs> I understand. Right? But, but you made it work, and it, yeah. uh, you're doing great. Yeah. Uh, when does – now, listen, I think uh, – because I'm friends with Kimmy Gatewood, and, in fact, she was supposed to be on this show, and then things uh, – the world uh, collapsed. Are you saying that she canceled and I got the fallout? <laughs> I'd like to say it was a different week, uh, but I don't want to hurt that person's feelings. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, no, somebody did fall out today, though, because you were supposed to come on later in the month, and we oh. were able to get you on this uh, today uh, because that person canceled. So, that, so you did get bumped up in the in the well, uh, schedule. What could be the reason if they're not sick? Are they sick? No, this person claims that they don't know technology. What, what do is you it? have? To- is it Rick Overton? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It is. Bobby um, Slayton? <laughs> it's. It, uh, I'm trying to think of an old time uh, comedian that wouldn't understand. It's Robert Klein who doesn't know right. technology. Robert Klein yelling. I don't know what to do. they all talk the same. Those Jews, <laughs> all three of those Jews, Bobby right? Collins and and uh, uh, Slayton and Robert Klein, different decibels and intensities of of Jewish yelling. It's the intensity that changes up. The, that, that's yeah. what makes uh, Klein seems calm compared to the other two. This way, well, Bobby's sort of like he's he's loud, but he's slow. You know what I mean? It's not really yeah, yelling. I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Robert Klein's in my top three uh, favorite comedians of all time. He's one of my idols. Not me, buddy. You're alone you, on that one. You don't like him. You don't like Klein. I don't. I don't love him as a person and his comedies. I can appreciate it. Uh, I, I, I respect what he did. He was not my guy. I had to. You know, I came late to it. I listened to it recently to put him in context, and mm-hmm. I, I think he's great. But it, I didn't listen to him when I was a kid. His, his records didn't even come up. I think I was put off by the cover of them. Um, but, and as a person, he's, I don't know, he's a lot to deal with. I, I've had, you know, mediocre experiences with him. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a little pompous and kind of aggressive, and, but, you know, sadly insecure still at 80. And uh, there's only room for one of you in that room? Is that what you're getting at? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's it's like, time for the old insecure guy to get out of the way <laughs> for the middle-aged insecure guy. <laughs> um, uh, I've, only, I've only met Robert three times, and all three times he was nothing but a delight, but I have heard your stories as well. Not, I mean, from other people. I've heard your version of Robert Klein as well. Uh, but my experiences have all been terrific. Yeah, you know, look, I it's... He's one of those guys where I do not think he got his due. I agree and, with that. And, and I do understand, you know, kind of managing bitterness uh, through one's life and what that becomes. But I, I think he missed his boat somehow. I think I read something about it. Uh, and, and I think what I read was that at the time when he should have really took off, it was like Cheech and Chong and Carlin did, but he chose to do Broadway and kind right. of missed his window. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, he's the first guy to do an HBO special and yeah, uh, yeah. at a time when nobody had HBO, like nobody. Well, the funny thing is, is like when he did like his 90th HBO special, they did sort of a montage 
Yeah. And uh, over the years, and it was all of the one bit of like, I can't stop my leg. And I was like, yeah. look at that. 20 years, still can't stop that leg. <laughs> still having trouble with it. Yeah, a little bit. He can't. Mark, he tries to stop it. But he can't stop it, man. He can't. He can't stop his leg. And then he starts on that harmonica, and Dan Eckert perks up and starts talking. <laughs> yeah, about flying saucers. They should do a tour together. Except oh. uh, Ackroyd's too busy selling vodka and skulls. So <laughs> better watch uh, out. Get your kid off the internet because you can end up with a bottle of vodka and a skull. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever been to, remember you know, he used to own those House of Blues. Do you ever go to a House of Blues? Yeah. Uh, and I, enjoy, and uh, they are the most, the, poor, the most poorly laid out venues in the history of venues. Yeah, they were like a maze with stairs. Like an, it was like a, an Escher painting decorated with folk art. <laughs> I'll agree with that. Um, I'm glad. It took, uh, you, took you a second. You processed it, which I appreciate. I, I think there was a delay. I was 100% on board. I think yeah, the uh, technology hurt us. Okay, good. Uh, hey, Mark, I got to go around the horn here real fast. I got to check in with everybody, see how they're doing. I was going to wonder. Uh, I was wondering if they talked. Uh, well, in fairness, you and I don't shut up, so it's I a little hard for them to jump in. That's true. <laughs> uh, and again, I included myself in that. Um, yeah. So the trivia, and here's the deal, uh, this week's trivia question, and again, you're going to be betting anywhere from zero to 25. Let me get my um, pen. And you want to be, uh, uh, you want to get your topic, and you want to be strategic about this. If you have, if you get it right. So you tell you have, me to take this seriously. I'm begging you to take it seriously. Okay, okay. I'm I begging will. you. I will. Um, 25, you, I'm betting 25. You, well, you can, but then if you're wrong, you're, you're gonna get hurt. I was making a joke that I wasn't taking it seriously. <laughs> Don't. We're not doing this, that today. I okay, got <laughs> yeah, it. we're not doing jokes today. We joke. Not we bad. joke around. The first, world's changed. Then man. we get this serious. Like, go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. We joke around for the for the first part of the show. Then we get serious with the trivia. Okay, I got it. The yeah. trivia is serious. Got it. This is the first part of the show is like Trump running his mouth, and then now it's when Dr. Fauci comes up, and we have to take it seriously. Right. Uh, that was my political stance, and I, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Now we're listening to the doc. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, is, uh, all right, our category uh, this week is fun and games. Can I ask a question? Yes, uh, is this question another uh, question penned by your son, Oliver? Uh, he is. My, my son, Oliver, did pen this, but it was vetted through Danielle. Got it. Fun uh, and games. Uh, now, like, I think I should probably disqualify myself from this category. Because you don't care for either of those things? <laughs> it's not my bag, man. But, <laughs> but let's do it. All right. Well, then, you know what? Then don't bet a lot. Of, uh, a lot. You know, this isn't going to be for you. I've, I've seen fun and games from the outside. I know what hey, it looks let me, like. In all seriousness, Mark, yeah. when's the last time you, and you mentioned that you have your lady friend there in the room with you, when's the last time you, with a group of people or just the two of you, played a board game? We played a lot. Uh, we, do cards count? I would, I would include cards, yes. Yeah, when we flew, we went to Ireland and we played uh, cards for like nine hours, I think. I forget what the game was. What was it called? Uh, the game you taught me? Crazy Eights. Crazy Eights. You know how to play that? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we used to play that in sixth grade, yeah. uh, like crazy. Our, our, my sixth grade teacher, Mr. Day, who would yeah. smoke and chew on cigarettes, uh, we would play Crazy H with him. I never knew the game and we played it, but what, what I have found in my life, because I, I don't have a history of playing uh, organized games or sports with people, is that I really take it personally when I lose. Even in Crazy Eights, you know, if I lose two hands in a row, I start to get resentment against her. I start to feel like I'm being taken advantage of. I'm starting uh -huh. to think like, you know, 
did you even show me how to play this game properly? Because this is bullshit. So <laughs> by the third hand, that's the that that's the tone we're dealing. <laughs> well, I will tell you this: that you and my wife have a lot in common. My wife is the same way with games. <laughs> yeah. And also, our own uh, Mr. Uh, Matt Belknap is not a good uh, yeah, loser, loser when it comes to oh, games. Okay. My, yeah. Okay. No, horrible. My whole family. So like, what, I found that what helps is that instead of getting angry, if you just cry, <laughs> then, then it actually relieves some of that and you become a better loser after that. Oh, okay. It's all about crying. Yeah, all right. Okay. It releases something, doesn't it, Mark? Exactly, it does. Um, but, uh, Ellie, you're not a bad loser. You take it in stride. I, I try pretty hard to take it in stride. I, I will say, though, that deep down, even when I appear to be a, a good loser, I still don't like losing and I feel like good people are putting it upon me. Well, I mean, Gary, how are you with the losing? I mean, you got to get used to it by now. I don't have now. any experience in that. <laughs> <laughs> Very good episode. <laughs> um, you know what's weird about losing, though, is as comedians, like, even when it's not a game, I can feel like I'm losing just by watching someone else's television special. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, like, it, it's not really the way you're supposed to look at your friend's success, but I see it as like, well... This this has been rigged against me, and right. uh, and I and I and I'm losing this life. But I've just been told you've around. done five hours of specials. You're you're right no, up no, you're right no, up there with them. That's the old me, Jimmy. This is oh, it's already changed. Yeah, this is winning, Mark. This is oh, I see. winning. Um, so let's play way, your feel, little game. I feel I feel I'm losing if I go to the mailbox and there's nothing there. I feel like what a what a bummer moment for no, the day. I know that feeling. You know what? You know what feels really great. What feels like winning. Doing, uh, watching your clothes dry. You ever have that feeling where you're like, Look, and then you fold them, and it's sort of like, look at that. Yeah, that is that's, nice. That's amazing. It used to be great at laundromats. That you uh, really enjoyed doing at laundromats. Now, Matt, you're uh, Mark, rather. You're, uh, you're on television now. You're in motion pictures. You still do your own laundry. You're just uh, celebrities. You're just like us. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't even know what like. People go, do you have an assistant? I have a guy that works part-time sometimes. What are you going to have those people do? I, If I didn't do those little things, Jimmy, what the fuck would I do? <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I'm with you. That's my life. You know, like Lynn has been over here try, you know, trying to you know, do her part because she doesn't live here and we're just hanging out. So she's doing all this laundry and there's part of me that's sort of like, hey, hey, <laughs> what, do you, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> right? You're going to wash the clothes and like, what, what, what is, I guess I just yell at you then. That's what we do. And that's not where you want a relationship to go. And ever. Uh, yeah. and by the way, especially during this time where we're not supposed to leave the house. No, if somebody don't. else does, hey, I'll do the dishes. Leave the fucking dishes for me. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Give me something to do. You just want me sitting there thinking about bad things? Let me <laughs> right. do something. Let me move about the house. Yeah. Um, all right. So fun and games. That's yeah. our category. Okay. Mark Barron is with us. Mark's taking time away from... Uh, uh, his uh, own podcast right now. He's got that WTF. That's been very, very popular. It bought him a house. I had Jeff Dunham on today. Jeff Dunham is on today. When you have Jeff Dunham on, does yeah. he bring the, do the fellas come along with him? No. <laughs> I wouldn't let him bring the fellas. Don't you want to hear from Walter? I want to hear what Walter and Peanut have to say. I, I think if I pressed him, he probably could have managed it without the fellas. Do you think so? Or does he, do you think he needs the prop? He might need it. He's sort of like, a, 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 like I had to figure out how to approach him because after uh, a lifetime of mocking him, uh, I felt kind of weird. You know, they pitched him and I was like, all right, let me talk to him. But yeah. then I, re I remembered that when I was a kid, I loved ventriloquism and I, I had a doll when I was like seven. So yeah. I just kind of went back to that place to figure out what interested me about it. You know, he makes his own dolls. Did you know that? 
I didn't, but I can believe it. He molds them out of clay and then does a 3D print of the head. And so he gets a sense of how it works with the controls and everything. He's like a real nerd for this shit. And yeah. Only Child. It was actually kind of an interesting interview. And um, I'm having him build me a puppet. Of uh, no, what kidding. would the puppet look like? <laughs> it'd, be, what would it'd, be, the, it'd be Happy Mark. It's just yeah. a, that's right. That guy never comes out of the case. <laughs> what? Uh, hey, serious question. Did yeah. you uh, uh, did you approach uh, or did you broach the question of uh, that one character of his being yeah. racist? Did that come did. up? And what does he say about that? Well, it's what you mean, the terrorist character? Yeah, because it is. It's a racist character. Well, he had I think he had more racist characters. Oh, like OK. I, I think he got a little pushback with a, a black character that he did like for a while. And like, OK. The basis of the idea where the, the, the terrorist puppet came out of was it was a reaction to 9-11. And mm-hmm. the idea was that this was the ghost of a terrorist that blew himself up and now regrets it because he loves America. That was the, the idea of it. Is that how it comes across? Funny. Well, <laughs> Well, but but no, it's weird, right? It's really kind of dark. Yeah. But he did it, like he says that the first time he did it, he had to do it in New Jersey, you know, so for too close to people who dealt with that tragedy to see if it would connect. It was basically yeah. the idea was this is the ghost of Osama bin Laden kind of thing. And um, and he said it worked great. So I think the way he tries to frame it is that he he still does that puppet, but he's de-racist. He, he's taken the racism out of it in, in that he's built the character out a little more. I mean, that, okay. that's how he addresses it, but he, he still does that one, but he doesn't you know, do I, the black one because he decided that there was no way that he can have the experience of a woman or, or a black person to do those voices or to do those characters. Yet he still does jalapeno on a stick. He still does the jalapeno on a stick. And i and I say, what about that one? And he goes, uh, it's a jalapeno. <laughs> Um, so, so I guess that answers that question. Yeah. But but he claims that uh, you know Mexican people like it. So what am I going to do? I, all you could do is nod your head and thank Christ he didn't pull them out and do it. Nope, no, he didn't bring uh, it. No, no, that said to your point from earlier, uh, I still love good ventriloquism. I think it's terrific, and Jeff is the best. The best. Uh, the best. He yeah. really is. No, it's like I, that's what I said at the beginning of the show. It's like I don't go out of my way to watch magic or ventriloquism, but when I see it. You're always it's 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 the area of show business where the reaction is like, how's he fucking doing that? <laughs> right? How's he do that? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love ventriloquism and impressions because I don't do them, and so right. I never feel like, uh, to your point about watching friend specials and being jealous or angry, when I watch ventriloquist or impressionists, I'm like, I can't do that. All I can do now is sit here and enjoy it. No, yeah, um, I, I get that. I, I, I like that. Not, I don't know about those two. David Cross used to have the greatest line about magicians. I don't even remember what the setup of the joke was. I just remember the punchline was, yes, that is my card. Can I go now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know. Did you just drop a brick? Oh, did uh, I stomp my foot. I see. Are you wearing metal shoes? I am. I'm wearing bricks. <laughs> Safety first. Hey, listen, that's what the Surgeon General says this week. We should all Ricks be wearing bricks of shoes. Bricks and masks. All right, let me check in. Let me go around the horn here. Uh, yeah. Let's check in with Garen Cockerell. He's over there at the Pop Culture Beats Info Pillow, sponsored by dogpile.com. Uh, Garen, now listen, you, you haven't left your home. Have you seen a movie or anything lately? What, what are you doing? 
uh, I watched. I'm uh, doing a lot of rewatches. Weirdly enough, I watched uh, 1917, which is great. I it's a great Ali movie. Alita Battle Angel. Do you have a giant television for 1917? Do you have a television the size of a wall? I wish I did. No, oh. it's. Uh, I think it'd be happy. Oh, that's good. But it's a good how, movie. God, it's how so big good. was it, Garen? 72 inches? 65. You'll get there one day. <laughs> <laughs> one day. That's a goal. I think I don't. I don't know. If, I think I have a 55 inch still. Mm. I'm not sure what my TV I think I'm 72. 72 is, I think, just right. Bigger than that, it's weird. <laughs> I think it depends on the room, right? I mean, I think I it guess. depends on the room, yeah. yeah. I guess. Uh, but I agree. Like some I, people, it's, like I, it's huge, and it's, I don't know. Maybe. If I had a 72 inch TV in my in the room that I have our TV in, it would, it would overpower the room. It would look ridiculous. Uh -huh. I would yeah. like one. I'd like yeah. a 72 incher. I think you could get one. You think so? You think you've never been in this room, and you never will be. Yeah, but I think that, all right, so you're not optimistic about the outcome of this virus? Um, yeah, this is, no one's coming over ever again. No, no Just me. Over. I'll take it personally. I'll take the hit. But, uh, but I think that if you only watch TV in there, you would adapt to it rather quickly. Yeah, but again, I think the piece of furniture of the TV would be overwhelming to the rest of the room. Oh, you hang it on the wall now. You, where have you been living? You just... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You don't. You uh, have to put it on a stand. You can hang it on the wall. Have you seen that? Have you been to? I have well, seen people do that. Wealthier people's homes where they hang the television on the wall. I see. So that's only for the rich people. <laughs> no, any idiot can do it. Let me tell you something. What? If you got a TV, an old TV, you're using as your new TV stand, you might be a redneck. <laughs> that's my favorite one of those Jeff Foxworthy. That's a good one. <laughs> if your old TV is now your TV stand, you might be a redneck. Don't you remember him before he did that? I, I. I I featured for him before one of my first featuring gigs. I might've even been hosting long before he had the redneck hook. And he was just like a regular kind of like middle America closer guy. Nice Who guy. Would do, he, he would do well. Yeah. Oh yeah. But then, but then once he brought that to it, like it, obviously it changed everything. Yeah. And he, and he had to get a lot of people writing for him. Who was it? Vic Henley used to write for him. I like Vic. Is Vic, is he, uh, I worked with Vic many, many years ago. No idea. No really, you've not, you've not had him on WTF? I actually haven't, and I haven't seen or heard about him in a long time. Mark, have you had uh, Larry the Cable Guy on? No, I would have him on. Dan. Dan Whitney. I remember yeah. when he was Dan Whitney, and he had a mullet, and he used to do a set at the store. He was really funny. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, I, I remember a lot of those guys. You remember Rick Kearns? Uh, Rick Kearns, oddly enough, is my... No, no, Rick... Uh, who's the other Rick? He was on your show. Um... You played poker with him on your show, Rick. Um, I played uh, poker uh, with him on my show. Oh, on Marin. Oh, Rick. Um, oh shoot, what's his name? He, he's, I, he might be gay. In fact, he, I think he is. He did uh, Broadway. Uh, it Rick, oh, yeah, show. yeah, yeah. Rick, uh, Crone, Rich, Rick Crone. Rick, Rick Crone. You know what? I think it was Louis show. It was Louis, Louis, show. Louis, Louis show. Yeah, Crone. Uh, Rick yeah. Crone. Rick Crone is my is a is a second cousin of mine or something, but I've never met him. Nice guy. I'll take your word for it. I never met him. Met his parents. They seem like good people. Yeah, he's a regular at the cellar. Um, but Rick Kearns was from Denver. Is that the guy? Yeah, yeah. He was funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's passed away, right? No, he had, I think he, I think he lost some parts, but Maybe. I don't think he's dead. Was there also a Gary Kern? Maybe. Rick, I think, had cancer of something, but I think he lived and he sold his whole act to uh, Ron White. <laughs> The last time I saw Rick Kearns, he's like, I sold my whole hour to Ron White for 250K. 
Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I believe John McDowell did the same thing. Did he not? I don't know. Uh, uh, was it, wait, John, there was somebody out of Texas that same deal sold their whole, like Ron White was like, I, I've done my, I've got nothing. And I'm at the peak of my powers and I need to do these theaters and I have new we material. Had a, we had a bunch of dudes that wrote for him. What was that dude, that really funny guy used to be in the army, really quick talking, you know. Um, Greg Hahn? No, no, another guy. God damn it. How can I forget his name? Jimmy Schubert? No, oh no, 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 not Schubert. No, he used to be in the army, this guy. And I'm trying to think of fast talk. He's a redheaded guy and he used to open for Ron. But uh, Todd Sawyer used to write for Ron. You remember Love Sawyer? Todd Sawyer. Yeah. He's, I think he lives in like Vietnam or somewhere now. I think you're right. He does. Yeah. This um, has been I, fun. <laughs> nice memory lane, right? Is this fun uh, for you guys? What the hell um, is that guy's name? He was sort of a, a really funny guy. Go ahead. Around the horn. Uh, right, yeah, we'll check back in with Garen Cockrell. He's over there at the Pop Coast to be his info pillow. Uh, so, Garen, nothing new. You're just re- You're just revisiting things. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I guess my roommates haven't seen movies, and so we watch them and just revisiting recent stuff. Hey, that brings up a good point. These roommates, do you have just the one television that you guys all gather around and watch it? Uh, no, everyone has their own, their own, but we gather for that purpose. You do gather. You're like, hey, guys, it's movie time, and you all get your popcorn, and you sit on the couch together? Yeah. Really? Yeah, just hanging out. That's how it I'm works trying here. to think of when I had roommates that I'd do that. And I don't know if we ever did. I don't think I ever watched a single movie when I had well, roommates. I'm trying to remember, really? Jimmy, was there ever a global pandemic when you had roommates? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. You know what? In 1918, we would sit around and listen to somebody read a book. Uh, okay. So, yes. <laughs> sure. That's fun. So I, I do remember to, that, Matt. I used to watch movies with my roommates when I had roommates. Yeah, I don't know if I ever did, but uh, that's not to say I didn't watch television. We, you know, we might have watched... Uh, uh, TV. I, I, I had roommates fairly recently. Like, like some, when I moved back from New York, there was a woman who I had my buddies when I was going back and forth from New York a lot. I had someone living in my house to take care of my cats. Yeah. And, and when I was home, it was, I had a roommate. You know, and there were two people that kind of filled that role back in the two thousand and uh, like five, six, seven ish. You know, after the divorce, so I had I had roommates pretty recently. Uh, Mark, it's been a while since I've seen you, and we were talking about that before you got on the air. That it's been, in fact, a really long time since you've been on this show, which is ridiculous. Um, do you still live in the house that I came to to do the podcast, or have no? You- I moved. You did. Yeah, I moved out of that house because I couldn't uh, understand why I needed to die in that house. <laughs> that you know, like, like I don't have a wife, I don't have kids. I was saving money. And I'm living in this house that's not even a thousand square feet, and people right. have to walk through it to use the bathroom if they come over. One bathroom. Yeah. And at some point, like as charming as it was and as historic as it may have been, a lot of bad shit happened with the good shit at that house. And at some point, I was sort of like, I don't have to live here anymore. I yeah. can move to a nicer house. Yeah. When did you move? How long ago did you move? It's only been a couple of years, really. That's it. Yeah. And you have a studio there. Uh, you used to talk. You used to be in your garage. I have a garage. That's one of the reasons I bought this house. That the garage was already made into a room for one of the people's kids who lived here before me. Had a full mm-hmm. bathroom, drywall, like it was a room. But yeah. they still had a garage door, and they just put a drywall up on the other side of it. it. Wasn't. Point is, not done on permit. Bought the house. Knew it wasn't done on permit. Got tagged immediately. Oh, 
and either had to make it back into a garage or make it a full ADU. So now I've made it, you know, hundred K later or so, I now have a fully functioning house in my garage, uh, wow. an up to code house that I can rent to my mother. Uh, <laughs> Mark, I of course know what this means because I'm, I, I own a house. I know what ADU stands for, but for people like Garen, why don't you explain what ADU stands for? That's an accessory dwelling unit. I had to build a house next to my house, <laughs> out of my garage. Or turn it back into a garage. That was right. the other option. That's right. So now Would that have been cheaper? Of course it would have been cheaper. It would have just been demo. You know, with this fucking thing, I had to, you know, I had to put like, uh, like, thank God they signed off on the footing. Like I actually had the sketch and the plans from the, from the city permits office. The garage for this house was built in 56. And they actually, they could have just been concrete slab. It would have been a disaster, but it actually had footing. And they signed off on it, but it didn't have footing in front. It had just sort of like footings around it. So the front where the where the door was, that footing is 2020 up to code footing. Like that wall will never fall down. It's six feet in the ground, concrete rebar. The other footing is sort of like, meh, but, <laughs> but whatever. So yeah. That uh, I don't know why, why you asked me this, but no, it was much more expensive to make it a fucking house, Jimmy. I, to make it a garage, would just have to rip. I didn't the shit. know. I didn't know how far along the room already was. That uh, it making was, it a it garage was, would have been a pain in the ass. It's pretty far, but that doesn't matter. They still got to rip the walls out, check the electric, the plumbing, the insulation. It's like it was nuts. At least. Maybe as a contractor, maybe I was taking advantage of. I think it sounds like you were taking, did you use our guy, Ernie? Did you uh, use him? No, but he was just here. <laughs> was he really? Yeah. I mean, he, I felt like he needed some work. So I, you know, like I needed some patching done and he put a towel rod back up and he uh, put a curtain out there in the garage. Yeah, he was just here, Ernie. He's got to come back. He left a ladder. He's got to oh. paint my ceiling. But it's weird, like even that, it's like, should I have let Ernie in during this time? No, you should not have. Mm. Um, I'm okay. I, I will tell you that Ernie and his uh, lady friend came to see me do a set at Flappers one night, and the uh, the audience was horrible, and uh, I did not have that great of a set, and I don't think Ernie laughed one time. <laughs> he sat in the front row and stared at me through his sunglasses as if I was the least funny human being he's ever seen in his life. You let him wear sunglasses? <laughs> I didn't have him wear sunglasses. He's not an easy laugh. Um, well, I, 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 can tell you, I can tell you one hour later... He was not an easy laugh at all. But I'm not sure how much he gets, Jimmy. I don't know. He likes the cars. He likes the band, the cars. We went to the same concert. He likes the cars. He likes Bob Seger. He likes flaming mailboxes. He likes putting flames on things. I had a yeah. flaming mailbox for a long time because Ernie painted flames on my mailbox. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> he, he learned how to do what he does on my house. He, uh, I have the greatest fence in the world because of your house. Your house yeah. was number one. And then he uh, figured out how to do it right, and now I have a great fence. Yeah, I told you how I how I met him. No, how'd you meet Ernie? The guy who lived next door to my old house for a while was this Bulgarian contractor, this weird little guy that was going to build a palace out of this shitty house on the lot next door to me. But he was also this weird contractor, and Ernie worked for him. And so, like Ernie worked, they they did some retaining wall stuff on my yard, and then the Bulgarian got in trouble somehow overextended was sent back to bulgaria where he was then went into the motorcycle importing business and married a christian uh rock singer and um and then ernie was just left there between my wife uh at the time mishnah just started recommending ernie to everyone so now 
like it all started in with my neighbor and now right. he's, he's working at fred armison's house it's crazy over armison's <laughs> he does he does work for brendan small he does work for uh mark rivers um uh, he does work for because he started because the realtor that got all those people their houses the hip people she started using ernie so now he's in He's in. Uh, good, good for Ernie. He deserves it. He's the best. Matt, you need to hire Ernie if you need a, uh, a handyman. Yeah, I know. I remember you telling me about him. And uh, I try to do, I mean, maybe there's some stuff in the house that should be done that I can't handle. But I try to do the little stuff myself and uh, just get by that way. I think that's good. Yeah. But there, like, I do too. Electrical, you do electrical? I've done a little electrical and it scared the shit out of me, but I, I survived it. And uh, yeah. maybe next time I won't do it. I, I live it on borrowed time. Like I, yeah, it's it's scary, but um, but you should probably have an electrician do that. And it's not great to have the handyman do it because you know if your house has a history of handymen doing electrical, <laughs> there's a lot of duct tape and you know, weird. Right. But I just had him put a towel rod that fell off the wall because the the mollies or the the what do they call them the things you screw into the, yeah. the plastic thing they had worn out and there were just big holes there. Now I probably could have handled that myself, but not without a lot of frustration. Right. So I thought like, do I need that? Or maybe Ernie could just do it, and I don't even have to see it happen. Yeah, yeah. that that is nice. It's like a magic trick, which I, and I know you like magic from earlier in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, because I can walk into my bathroom now and go like, "How do you fucking do that? <laughs> How do you do that?" Yeah, it's like watching a special. You, yeah. you know, all you have to do is walk into a new room. Uh, I'm with you on that though. Like I, I, there's no doubt in my mind I could put up a new towel rod, but the frustration that would it would take is is fifty dollars to have somebody come over and do it is worth it to me. Yeah. Is it fifty dollars? I don't no. even know what Ernie charge. He's he's still pretty reasonable. I always give him more than he asks for, because he 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 undercuts himself, don't you think? A little bit. He did my fence for thirty five dollars. Wow! I <laughs> gave him forty. I said, for you. I go, I'm, I'm giving you five. Thank you. You generous guy. I said, here's a couple twenties. I don't need yeah. any change back. Yeah. It looks beautiful. That's nice. Big heart you got there. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, Garen, we'll check back with you. Uh, uh, funny. Oh, I got. I, I got to ask the question. I didn't yeah. do that yet. Yeah, yeah. Did everyone put in their their wagers though? No, oh, I did not. Hang on, let me put my wager on. So it's fun and games as the category. Fun and games. Got it. Um. All right, I'm going to go with that. Okay. All right. So here's the question. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Garen. Well, wait. Are, what? We're going to read it, and we all write our answer down, right? Y'all write your answer down. Yeah. yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, here we go. Uh, okay, for uh, for 67 years, before making video games, Nintendo made what? Oh. No Googling. Oh, boy. For 67 years. Matt, I didn't wager more. Oh, you, oh, knew you know this it? One? Yeah. Matt knows it. What's that, Mark? He knew it. Matt knew it. All right, nobody say it until I ask, of course. Um, um, oh, I don't know. Um, before they made, made video games, Nintendo made... Um, you know uh, what? I'm making, I'm, I'm making a guess, but I don't think it's a bad guess. Um, I'm going to say... Just write it down. Write it down. Garen, have you written yours down yet? Oh. Or are you busy uh, Googling? No, I didn't write anything down yet. I'm trying to think. All right. Well, I'm coming to you first. Yeah, that's... Uh... Do you want me to come back to you, Garen? Why don't we take a break? We can take a break. We need to take a Let's second. Let's take a break. Yeah. We'll oh, take a break. Okay. 
Mark Marin's here. Yes. His lady friend has uh, just finished up her breakfast, we were told. So she. Uh, she's here, uh, yeah. Lynch. Is it over? Is the, is the breakfast finished? Breakfast is over. Now she's like in, in her phone. What did you have? What, what, what do you guys have for breakfast? Do you each get your own breakfast or does somebody make breakfast for the two of you? How did it work today? We usually time out differently. Like this morning, generally what I do is I have a batch of quinoa made up for the week basically. And then I make a kind of a, a porridge out of the quinoa, maybe some, uh, some uh, almond or hemp milk, and maybe some, a few yams in there with a little stevia powder, uh, that kind of thing. Sorry, did I lose you? <laughs> oh, man, you lost me at porridge. Jesus. None of that sounds like breakfast. <laughs> sounds horrible. You're, you're no, it's, a, it, it's just a, a different take on the grain. You know, you can use oats for, for a breakfast cereal, but un, like, you know, unsalted. Uh, you're overlooking the yam that you mentioned. Yam is sweet. Yeah, what it, that's, yam is the only thing I like That's the that. only part I, I actually responded to. The rest of it sounds yeah. horrible. It's not horrible. <laughs> How is it horrible? It barely has any flavor to it, the quinoa. I think like, that's, I do that's li- the main I thing, do like the lack of flavor. Maybe you ought to open your mind a little bit instead of being so judgmental. I've got, yeah, I can go another direction with breakfast, but that's sort of what I enjoy doing. Sometimes I'll put an egg on it. Sometimes I'll scramble uh, some eggs with some, uh, maybe some smoked salmon in it. Does that do anything for you? Yeah. I don't eat seafood, so, or eggs. I'm allergic to eggs. You just don't wow, like this them. Turn into a sad story. <laughs> Is it, or the best? He's not allergic. He just doesn't like them. I don't, Matt. Again, I don't know if that's true. But I've been saying I'm allergic to them for so long. I don't know the answer. You don't know that. it's false either, though. <laughs> have you Have you ever had Everly Well as a sponsor? You can send your blood blot in and figure out what you're really sensitive yeah. to. Hey, that's a great. But don't you have to eat it first? You have to eat it, and it's got to be in your system for them to say you don't react well to it. No, no, I don't think so. I don't. I just had this COVID nineteen test done. And, How'd uh, that come out? Are you allergic to it? Eat eggs? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I fear that I'm not uh, famous enough that if I I wouldn't uh, qualify for a test, like just on a on a hunch that I have it. I think in the state we live in, if you show up with your symptomatic, you could find a place to get a test. You think so? Yeah. Yep. I think right. Sean Penn's actually giving tests right now. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Uh, then I'll go over there. I'll talk to Spicoli. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look it up. Sean Penn, uh, COVID-19 test. He's, I think he's out there today. Um, I'm not even kidding you. Is that at, at his house? Where does Sean Penn do these tests? It's a drive-up situation. He's trying to help out. You know, his charity is, is uh, funding part of it. And I just saw a news story this morning that he and his girlfriend are out there with masks, uh, you know, wow. helping out. Look at Sean Penn. Hmm. Yeah, he's talented. He shows up. He shows up for the crisis. Oh, yeah. You know who I just read this morning had it uh, was uh, John Taylor of Duran Duran. Oh, I didn't really. Uh, He said, and the reason he came forward, he said, was because it was the, he said it was the worst week of my life. It was like the, it was the, uh, the turbo flu. Uh, But he came forward to let you know that not everyone dies from this. J.K. Rollins, too, this morning. Oh, I didn't see that. Out of the tunnel. Yep. Mm. I just wow. hope John Prime makes it through. He's old yeah. and fragile. But he's also old, so he... Uh, yeah. Right? Maybe. So you're saying, like, might have to lose him? Happens? That's what the that's what their governors are telling me in Texas, that uh, sometimes old people are, and congressmen, that yeah, well, people yeah. should die so yeah. I can live. A lot of churches are saying that, too. Like, you know, I know we pray for you to recover, but maybe not this time. We need to get the ball rolling again. <laughs> <laughs> I got the blood of Jesus on me, Mark, so I'm fine. Good for you. Uh, Good for all you. right, let's take a break. We'll be back. We got Mark Marin here, he, uh, of course, from GLOW, WTF. Uh, he's a brand new special on Netflix called End Times Fun. I uh, also want to talk about the Joker for a minute or two. And... Yeah. Um, 
by that, I mean, I, I want to talk more about that crazy eights and see if ever, any jokers ever showed up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Mark Marin's on Twitter at Mark Marin. That's Mark with a C, Marin with an M, and an N at the end. Also, he's doing a podcast these days. It's called WTF with Mark Marin. Uh, seems to be very popular, so check it out. He's had some great guests uh, over the course of many years, ten years or twelve years now. But uh, even recently, there's uh, some really good ones. So go check it out. I'm gonna check out the Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio episode. That sounded very interesting. Uh, maybe you haven't heard him talk about that yet. Sorry for spoiling that if I did. Uh, also check out End Times Fun. That is his new Netflix comedy special. You can watch it right now on Netflix. An hour of Mark Maron doing comedy sounds good to me, so check that out. Uh, meanwhile, Jimmy Pardo still not sure about uh, live dates, but uh, you can definitely check him out in his YouTube series, Jimmy's Records and Tapes, on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash nevernotfunny. And uh, clips of all of our shows, too, are, are on that same channel. So you should definitely subscribe to that YouTube channel and click the notification bell so you know when new videos go up. Uh, what else? Uh, follow us on Twitter. It's at Never Not Funny. Jimmy's at Jimmy Pardo. Garen's at My Name is Garen. We are on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Never Not Funny. And Elliot Hochberg is on the next episode of What You Gonna Do? The Hulk Hogan movie podcast. Uh, he was just telling me he had a great time doing that. A nice long episode if you're looking to kill some time and hear a bunch of goofballs talking about Hulk Hogan's movie career. <laughs> do that at What You Gonna Do? Jimmy and I have also appeared on that show. So if you want to go back and find the episode that Jimmy and I did in a hotel room at 2 o'clock in the the morning in houston i don't even know dallas we were in dallas uh we did that last year and that was fun maybe <laughs> check it out and enjoy hey whether you have a small business or a big business we know that uh finding the right crew to surround yourself with is not easy to do well here's a way to make that a little bit easier for you thank you to our friends zip recruiter zip zip ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo is the way to try ZipRecruiter right now for free. Just head over there. You know what? Even if you're not hiring, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Check it out. It doesn't cost you anything. Just take a look at that. Just Yeah, if you always had an idea of like, I, you know, I could I could start a small business, mm-hmm. maybe hire a couple of people, we could, you know, get this thing off the ground, get, so let's, let's make some widgets. Just go on there and see how easy it would be to hire the people you would need. What do you need? Like a an accountant? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. You need a personal assistant? I do. You need a... I, well, I don't know, like a graphic designer, maybe. I do. Okay. Well, wait, are you are you starting a business? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, what is it? I should tell you that. I, by the way, I have all three of those things. Yes. I said I do two three things. I actually do not need at the moment. <laughs> uh, but I am starting a business. I am selling bike chains. Oh. Strictly bike chains. Just the chain. Bikechains.com. Huh. It's my business. Are you manufacturing them yourself? I've got a team. Oh. Good team of folks. Where'd you uh, find those people? ZipRecruiter.com. Uh, yeah, you went on. You've said, "Look, I'm looking for me- yeah. metal, metal. What are the? What's that called? A metal worker? Um, Someone who ZipRecruiter knows how to find the people they that forge. For. They forge the the pieces that you then mm-hmm. put together into a chain. I got a, a nice group of kids out in the garage making these things. Okay, good uh, luck. Good, good luck to you. And uh, by the way, if there is such a thing as BikeChain.com, uh, I don't own that. <laughs> so don't don't write the owner of that. That's your competitor. Thinking that it's me. What did I say? No, no, I don't know. I'm just saying in real life, that's your competitor. Uh, yes. So do not go there. Don't, don't support him. Do not go there. And do not send that person emails uh, <laughs> thinking that you're writing me and having fun. Uh, I don't even know if it's a real thing. Uh, it b- probably is. But it probably is. And you know what? I think i got to get into the bike chain game. Yeah, you do. Uh, the way to do that is through ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, ZipRecruiter is the way to do it. Once again, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. 
listen, this is you. You know this, uh, Belknap and and Hochberg and myself. We love the Factor meals. In fact, Garen Cockrell's gotten on board with the Factor recently. Yeah, he's into it. I we, mean, who wouldn't like it? And once you try it, you go, "Hey, this is good stuff." Once you Factor, you can't go back there. Yeah, it's like that old Yo Gabba Gabba song. Try it, you'll like it. I never was on board with Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> And nothing has changed as I've gotten older. Yeah, in the, in the imagine, sixteen years since I've watched it, I've not gotten on board. I imagine it do, doesn't age well. It was very of the moment and very. I think it was hipster. very of the pre me. Like I think it was hipster even prior to me. What? Like before I had a kid. It, oh, yeah, it, it sure. was prior to Oliver's. Where I don't. I don't know if it's even still around. I hope not. We don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> what's no, going on? With we're here to together. talk about factor. Yeah. Although you know what. Pop a factor into the microwave. Two minutes later, this baby's ready. Uh, you sit down, watch some Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> sure. Enjoy your factor. Yeah. Right? Get in there. Get the wiggles out. That's somebody else, right? No, that, oh, no that's them. Get your sillies out. Get your sillies out. Yeah. Wiggles are another kid's thing. Yeah. And those guys, I got no, I got no truck with those guys. Good. Uh, they've got over 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Various different, you know, look, if you want chicken, they got chicken. You want a beef thing, they got beef thing. You want to bump up to a to a gourmet meal, they got mm. filet mignon. Mm. They've got, uh, they, they had lobster the other day. Oh, my God. Oh, they got all this, all sorts of things over that. there. They got delicious things over there. Head to factormeals.com slash pardo50. Use code pardo50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That is code PARDO50 at factormeals.com slash PARDO50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor, good food, fast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2606. Mark Marin is here. I want to say Mark was, Garen, please look this up for me. Was, was Mark here literally in 2008? Is that the last time he was with us? Hmm. That was before the podcast. Is that possible? No, no. WTF had started when you were on, I'm pretty sure. Right. That's 2009. I bet bet it was. Okay, so then it's 2009, Matt? Or 10. I bet it was 10. 10, I want to say say episode 610. That's just a guess. Okay. Hmm. Sounds like a safe bet. Everyone, what do you got? Go to the Wikipedia page. How many points did you bet? I bet uh, (laughs) all of them, all 25. Wow. Jimmy, you said episode what? 610? My guess was 610. I'm going to say 611, just to be a dick. Oh, it was 610. Oh, wow. Come on. Wow. He had it in front of him. Somebody researched this. I don't have it in front of me. I don't. There's a chance I saw it uh, an hour ago. <laughs> right. No, it's been uh, it's been a while. Yeah, so what, what, what year was that? It was in my head. There's no doubt about it. Wow, but man. when was that, uh, Garen? Do we have a year on that? How would we find that out? Go to Never Not Notes, maybe? Yeah. How would we find that out, Matt? The, yeah. the year. I think if you just Google it. Isn't it, don't you have like a date on the each one? I yeah. would imagine we. If you do, well, I could do it. Hmm. Wikipedia doesn't have that for some yeah, reason. Yeah, but you go to the whole website. Be on there. All right, Matt's going to look it up. You have a website for your show, correct? We do have a <laughs> website right. that directs people right to it. Yeah. You can get yeah. merchandise there. You can listen yeah. to previous episodes. Are the shows numbered there and uh, dated? They're, they're numbered. Sure. Uh, there's photographs of the guests. I don't know if they're dated. Ah, well, yeah. You can huh. listen to it. They're timeless. <laughs> you can listen to uh, episode number one right now. It is as timely as it is today, except I don't talk about having a kid. And I talk a lot about the young Hispanic girls walking past my house. That was a lot of season one. Uh, hey, uh, you know what I mean? Fodder is fodder. You know, your life. 100%. We are living publicly, Jimmy. That's what we do. We do, right? It was, yeah. I think so. I got Our it. Our lives have become so much more elaborate and interesting. Like, look, you have things on the wall that mean something to you. That's a big step. 
you got a tiny piece of art behind you as well. The tiniest piece of art I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> That's a gift from my ex-girlfriend I'm afraid to take down now. Uh, you think it's you think a bomb's attached to it? You think something's going to go wrong if you try Is to it take it down? No, but there's actually, a, I think there's there might be an outlet behind it that is hiding. Get Ernie if you want to do some, some here, we can find out. Let's find out together, yeah. Oh, That's exciting. Uh, it was December 23rd, by the way. <clears throat> 2009. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is hiding an outlet. All right. Nice. And can we agree that that is a weird place for an outlet? Dude, there That's, was a, I'll tell you why it was there. Was it a dialysis machi uh, machine? <laughs> yeah, it was. I, did you, you not know about my mother? So, no, the, um, that was, uh, sorry, that one didn't land. I apologize. It happens. You know what I mean? Except, yeah, uh, it, it landed on a deeper level. It just wasn't, uh, a, uh it wasn't funny. <laughs> um, there was, they had one of those little TVs up there. Okay. Uh, you know, that attached to the wall. So whoever was in the kitchen could not pay attention to their life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, so you're saying there was a TV attached to the wall, so rich people lived there previously? Yes, rich people lived here. I, I guess they were kind of rich. They bought the house much cheaper than I bought it, but they fixed it all up. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, there was a TV there. And I'll tell you, to be honest with you, some days I, I regretted not being there. I like that you don't have it there. I like that you have to go to another room. You, you don't want a TV everywhere you look. I don't, but I don't watch much TV, but I do watch the news. I watch Rachel Maddow's show, and that happens usually right around dinner. Yeah, okay. And I could, you know, have it on instead of just listening to it from the other room, which is fine. It's like radio. I don't need to I look agree. at her. Mm -hmm. My wife listens to it on the uh, on the Alexa. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just, of well, course, heard her name and then said something. <laughs> um, Alexa did, not my wife. Right. Did, uh, she, did it happen? Stop. Well, here, what? Oh, yeah. You have it in every room? Jesus did not have a wife. The most detailed accounts of his life are contained in the Bible. And at no time does it mention that Jesus had a wife. The hell did okay, it think I didn't ask you about that, but thank you for the I information, so Alexa. I think somebody said Jesus just randomly. Yeah. And you said yeah, your wife. Jesus, you said your wife yeah. did uh, something. And then she said, uh, I, I better jump in on this. How is yeah. she hearing us, though? You're on headphones. Yeah. That's creepy. Oh, me? Yeah, how's it hearing you guys? That's right. Oh. Alexa knows too much. Stay that's, out of it. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Gary, give me your answer, please. Uh, uh, Nintendo did what for 67 years before they were a uh, uh, made video games? I, I, Jimmy, I have no idea. I have no idea. I was going to say computer peripherals, but that just seems like it makes no sense because 60 years before the 80s would have been the 20s, and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Arcade. Maybe they made arcade machines. All right, so we've got arcade machines. Um all right, let's check in with Elliot Hoberg up there, who's calling himself what the ass knobber? Is that what you decided? That's that's what was told. I was told to be uh, the last time we it was on the isolation files. I don't remember that. I guess. Why did yeah, I was, call was, you the, the ass knobber? Neighbor? Apparently, there was some guy who was he wasn't stealing stuff, but he was rubbing his butt oh, on everybody's oh, yeah, uh, yeah. doorknobs, right. and that's why we got to make sure we we oh, check ourselves. Right. What what kind of an asshole do that? I don't uh, think although, it's a real thing. So. So oh, I don't know if there's one. Hey, by the way, here's another thing that's not a real thing. Remember uh, to, with Rich Summer last week, I was talking about uh, uh, Massachusetts and places uh, saying they're not going to sell alcohol. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, apparently Pennsylvania, they, that is happening in Pennsylvania, various parts. Right. But the other ones are nothing but a click it's thing a, to get rickrolled. Uh, but but again, I only saw the headline. So I was like, you didn't get rolled. I thought it was real. Yeah, that was fake news. It was totally fake news. Hey, that dickhead. 
even today, somebody asked him a legit question, and, he, and, and to get out of answering it, he goes, of course, CNN asked that, fake news. No, no, it's a real question yeah. about From what the man mind. just said. You just don't want to answer it. Yeah, I, it's, it's, we, we have no control over the situation. At all. But yeah. that woman uh, wrote some emails, apparently, so we couldn't vote for her. Um, <laughs> Elliot. Yes, sir. Uh, well, of course, we'll learn more about your life next episode. Sure, of course. Uh, but why don't you give me uh, your answer right now? All right. I feel pretty good about this. I don't know that I'm correct, but I'm going to say playing cards. I think they made playing cards. You think Nintendo, because you're in the game world, you've yep. created games yourself, you mm -hmm. think that you and the Nintendos have something in common. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 like I say, I don't know this piece of information, but it, it's the first thing that came to my head and it feels right, so, ah. so playing cards. Honey, get out the deck of Nintendos, let's play some <laughs> Crazy Eights. Hey, if you're there in, in uh, Tokyo, that, that might, uh, and you said it in Japanese, then that might be a sentence that happened. Hmm. Well, what if I don't learn the language and I'm there as a tourist and I still want to play the game? I'm not allowed to use the cards or the, the game? No. I mean, I, I suppose that could happen, yes. Because we would say here in the United States, we might say bicycles, I guess. Right. Not really. But has anybody ever said, get the bicycles out, let's play a game? No, that's my point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's mine. I'm going to point with these two fingers. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw both of them. Oh, thank you, Mark. That wasn't for you, though. I want you to know that. Thank you. This uh, teleconferencing uh, is great. Thank you for the gift and the attention, Jimmy. <laughs> you're welcome. And we'll, again, we'll learn more about your life on the next episode. I hope you're doing very well over there at the Familiar. Uh, Matt Belknap, the honcho, is over there behind Mission Control. Hello. Uh, hang on, Mark. There's a human being moving behind you. Oh yeah, that's Lynn. I don't know. What there's, she, there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's <coughs> movement. Yeah, she's now she's gone. Did she sign the release? <laughs> do you want her to make an appearance? That she will. <laughs> no, I don't know. We need to do that. Okay. Uh, I, I like the idea. We're that in the middle of a game. An all dude party. It's an all dude chicks party. Mucking this thing up. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey Matt. Uh, yeah. So you you're very confident with your answer. I feel very confident about this. I uh, big fan of Nintendo, uh, and so I've I've read this information and I. I believe it to be true that it is playing cards. Wow. Wait, seriously? Yeah. The thing that Elliot's just guessing, you think you... He's right. By the way, have my eyes ever looked better? Let's acknowledge <laughs> my eyes right now. Look at how beautiful and blue they are. Well, Good on God. my tiny little thing, it doesn't look that remarkable, honestly. They look... Oh, my God. If only my eyes were in show business, I'd be the most famous man in the world. Could you do, um, do they have, you know how they have hand models? Do they have eyeball models? Just your eyeballs? For sure they do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mark, get yeah. that closer to show business than I am because you've been in a movie. Can you talk to somebody about my eyes making an appearance on something? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I can talk to Dennis Wolfberg's old agent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. That guy had some I hope serious eyeballs. I hope appreciate that joke. <laughs> Um, all right, so playing cards. So, Mark Maron, you have no idea what this is. I have watches. Watches oh, is a good guess. I like that guess. Yeah. Well, I put the word in the wrong area there. To-do. Good to-do is what I said. Uh, I went with um, motorcycle engines. Oh. Motorcycle engines. <laughs> That's actually a decent guess because it's like Yamaha makes pianos and motorcycles. Right, yeah, right, right. right. Yeah. Panasonic made uh, stereos and bicycles. Yeah. Like, right. so... Uh, you never know. You know, the Japanese are very creative. They love making motorcycles. No matter what their business does, they're like, and also we're going to make <laughs> right. motorcycles. And now jeans as well. Denim. Yeah, they do love their <laughs> Who's Japanese. making the jean now? A lot of Japanese denim out there. They love it. Are you, uh, I've never ridden a motorcycle. I've done mini bikes, but I've never ridden an actual motorcycle. I've ridden them. I had a mini bike when I was a kid, but my dad was an orthopedic surgeon that uh, scared me straight by taking me to the hospital to see a patient who was in traction because of a motorcycle. So 
that ended that. Yeah, uh, that would. Uh, I was always like, it, we would go up on vacation to the Wisconsin Dells. There'd be these uh, mini bikes that you you know you rent by the hour yeah, or whatever, yeah. and you'd zip around. And my brother and my dad would literally be going at fifty miles an hour while I was going twenty, because it just the idea of it crashing and breaking a leg was not appealing to me. The, the biggest problem is, is like, especially now it, when you ride a bike is in, and I think my buddy Dean Delray can attest to this is that it's the car hitting you. Yeah. That's right. the problem. Like yeah, car hitting a car. Sometimes it's just sort of like, ah, fuck my bumper's fucked up. Car hits a motorcycle. There's a guy in a chair. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I dig it. <laughs> uh, Mark, this is a true statement. I've told it before. I was on Highland, uh, is it Highland Boulevard? Highland Avenue. Highland, what is it? It's Avenue. Highland Avenue. Uh, just south of Hollywood. Uh, so kind of like right there by the Hollywood oh, yeah. High School. Yeah. So traffic is backed up, and a motorcycle thought he was going to go, uh, he was saving time. So he zipped over onto what would have been the shoulder, but it's not really a shoulder, just on the side. No room But there. zipping around while a guy was making a left-handed turn, and the motorcycle drove right into the side of the passenger door, and he went flying over the car. And I witnessed it. Terrible. Oh, Terrible. it literally was like I was on the telephone. I just went, oh, my God. Like, I didn't know what to even do. Everything, uh, it's like slow motion when that shit happens. It is. And then just like, so I have that image in my head now. I don't know if the guy lived. I don't know if he died because then traffic kept moving and we didn't, you can't slow down. Oh, no. Everybody uh, slows down. What, do you didn't do your part and slow down? I had to keep moving, man. I had to get away from there. I had something to get to. I couldn't help a fellow man. Um, yeah, all right. So, just a look. I, you know what? I was, in a, I was not in a good position to see him once okay, he flipped. Okay. All right. And then he did the right thing. Good for you. Yeah. I was, by that point, I was in the loge. I was no longer an orchestra. <laughs> um, I only got 15 on that. Uh, that was oh, no, don't tell us you bet, going yeah. in. Oh. Uh, all right. You know what? Let's find out. Let's find okay. out uh, what everybody, uh, Mark went with 15 since he's doing it this way. Let's go this way. Garen, what'd you bet? I also went 15. Wow. All right. Matt, what'd you go with? I went 12. 12 And you Matt? knew, huh? Oh, yeah. But I, I did, yeah, yeah, the category, I wasn't so sure. No. So Matt's going to hate this. I also bet 12. I wow. I don't hate it. Actually, I thought because of the category, you would bet more because you are you know a lot about games. Yeah, but... Uh, Actually, I should be betting more on these because I've I've actually had the right answer. You've done pretty like half well the time. Yeah, yeah. Can you guys read uh, my answer here? I, what I what my number? Twelve. Twelve. I also also twelve. 12. Wow. Uh, I like how you different. guys really treat this as if it matters. <laughs> uh, we're playing for five dollars, Matt. Uh, yeah. uh, Mark. Um, here's the thing: I bet twelve, but I'm not right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Two other guys bet twelve, and they are correct. Yay! So who gets the money? Uh, yeah, mm. usually the points are supposed to uh, be the tiebreaker, but who knew that these two D-bags were going to bet the same amount of money? So we split it? Buddy. We split that? it. We have split to split it. it. All right, you split it. But then, but both, both, but both 12 points will go on to the next, uh, to the, right. to the final the, end of the season. To the final. The, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that there was a, uh, what do you There's an end game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, congratulations I'm, to Elliot and Matt. Uh, congratulations, but, fellas. Good job. I mean, I'm, I'm very I, proud. I feel like if there were going to be a tiebreaker, I feel like Elliot should get it for not knowing and just guessing correctly. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, that's coming from you. Why are you? I know, but I, I'm the, just, the I'm win? more impressed. Like I knew, I just happened to know that, but he just was like, I don't know, card <laughs> playing cards. That's crazy. I, I'm, it must've been, I'm pretty sure I heard it at some point and just didn't remember. Okay. I think that's where it came. All right. From. I'll take the $5. Uh, 
Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I got. Uh, the, I, hey, I'll Mark, take let's off. Let's talk about the Joker before we get out of here. Okay. Uh, you got. You had an opportunity to act with Robert De Niro. Yeah. Uh, one, arguably, you know, top five actors of our of our generation. Great actor. Uh, did you enjoy your time doing that? I did. I, 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 I. What I enjoyed about it was, for some reason, after interviewing a lot of these actors and whatnot, over time from doing the podcast and doing a bit of acting, I wasn't that nervous. Which, okay. which made it better you know like i you know i got to the set it was one little scene they actually cut a part out that happened there is a funny story though about it because bob's a pretty soft-spoken guy right he doesn't mm-hmm. talk a lot but he, it was the same day that they had found a bomb at his office you remember when that guy put all the bombs everywhere yeah but he was handling pretty pretty well his take on it was that they sent one to hillary and a few other you know higher up people and he thought he was in pretty good company, but he had to deal with that whole thing. But the scene was, <coughs> it was a walk and talk leading up to that scene at the door. Like, you know, before we enter the dressing room where Joaquin is, but there's the thing that they cut where it's just me and Bob kind of doing a day-to-day thing. Like he talked to that guy about the thing or whatever, heading toward, but it's cut out of the movie, but that was the first thing we shot. So I was amped up, I was excited. Uh, I was, I guess a little nervous just to do it, but Todd Phillips is there. We do a run through of the lines and Todd Phillips just like, all right, you want to shoot one? And, I'm, and we're like, okay. So right away, you know, me and Bob De Niro are walking down, we're doing the thing and I'm amped up and I'm doing it. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I, you know, I get, I work at a certain frequency, Jimmy, sometimes. <laughs> so I'm just thinking I'm acting the shit out of this thing. And, you know, Todd Phillips goes cut and I sit in my chair and, I see Bob sit in his chair and then Bob gets up and he walks over to Todd Phillips and walks back to his chair. And then Todd Phillips walks up to me and goes, uh, he looks at me and goes, you're coming in a little hot. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, remember that Bob's your boss. All right. So I don't think he'd be, you know, coming in that, you know what I mean? He's your boss. I'm like, got it. I can take that. No, thank you. Thank you. I'll do it again. Yeah. But Bob had done the right thing. He went over there. He says, I can't, yeah, yeah, am I, you know, am I, I'm his boss, right? I mean, he's not, okay. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah did exactly. you, uh, how many takes did it take for, uh, you did the two scenes, that one that was cut out and the one that we saw, uh, how many takes of each? Well, we did a few, they, I think they did a little bit of coverage in the dressing room, but then I had to be on set for the whole end. So I was there for a right. week because I'm standing there at that, that, you know, in the, my spot on the TV set. So yeah. I was there for like eight days. Oh, wow. And That's great. Yeah, it was kind of weird because Joaquin was dug into his thing. So he's really not talking to anybody. De Niro was kind of sociable, but I don't think he's that sociable anyways. But we talked a little bit about, um, you know, King of Comedy and why he, you know, he never did Carson, you know. But, uh, but the weird thing that was interesting about doing the scene with Joaquin is that both De Niro and I walk in. And we both have lines. We both say things to Joaquin. But after like the first take, Joaquin just acted like I wasn't even there. Like even when I talked, he was looking straight at De Niro. Like uh-huh. and I, after he did it once, I was like, what the fuck did I do this guy? You know, but then I realized like what a genius kind of choice to make. Like, I don't give a shit about whatever that face noise is coming from that guy. Right. Like I'm obsessed with this guy. Mm-hmm. So it was this weird choice, but it made me feel left out a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. I'll talk to him about it some other time. <laughs> yeah. Bring him into the garage. Yeah. yeah. Or the, he hasn't the, come yet. The, the house? VDU or whatever it is. Yeah. VDU. Yeah. You should send him um, like, send him a couple of gallons of milk. I know he loves milk. 
So is that maybe, true? <laughs> no, he ranted about it at the Oscars. His whole speech was "Don't drink milk." Oh yeah, right. He was yeah, stealing yeah. the. Oh, he's a super the, vegan. Yeah, stealing the, mm. the 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 food from a baby cow. I think he burnt a hole in my very expensive suit at the premiere by accident. I, I'm very upset about it. I have to re- deal with that, but this is not the time. No, it just <laughs> but you know what, Mark? Before we go, I don't know the story about why did De Niro never do Carson. Well, it's not a matter of like, I just, because I asked him about, you know, Jerry Lewis and I asked him about, you, you know, he, he didn't, I don't, he, he didn't give me an answer. I just said, did you never, did you ever go on Carson or anything? He's like, no, I never, I never did. So I didn't really, I didn't have time to interview him. That's weird. But he didn't, um, like, he, he really just started talking publicly fairly recently because he's right. not the greatest guest in the world. No, he's not, is he? He's, yeah. Uh, and I think he knew that. I, I think that a lot of these actors, like when I talked to John C. Riley. Like he comes, he was in my garage, your garage. He's like, I don't even know why I'm doing this because I don't do these things. And I'm like, well, I don't know either. Why don't you do them? He's like, cause it, you know, it'll ruin my mystique. <laughs> and then we ended up talking about clowns for 20 years. I was just right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the mystique of stepbrothers. Um, well, the hey, Mark. actors, like the less you know about them, the better off you are. Well, I think in the old days, to your point, when we would see uh, people on Hollywood Squares or on Match Game, it was exciting because you didn't see them as real people. Right. Now you see them, you, you see them more as real people than you do as, as actors, and the mystique is gone. I agree with uh, it. Yeah, yeah, everybody's a real person now, except George Clooney. I don't think he's real. Oh, no. Well, I was next to him once in a room, and... Yeah. Uh, I still maintain that was not a human being. That was something special. <laughs> that was, he was, un, it was unbelievable. Brad Pitt's realer than I thought. I interviewed Brad Pitt and Leo. Brad Pitt is actually oddly a fan of mine. Like I would see him in places, like at an art show I saw him once. He goes, I love your show on IFC. I've watched it twice. And I'm like, what? The whole oh. series? He's like, yes, I love wow. it. And then like I saw him again in something. He'd watched it a third time. And he cajoled DiCaprio to do WTF. I had to do it at the Arclight Theater in the back room. But I had both of them on. Because Brad Pitt was like likes me, he likes that I'm you know somehow like uh, that I'm uh, um, like aggravated all the time. He likes yeah. my particular form of aggravation, <laughs> and and not uh, and ironically, maybe not ironically, I was recording both of them with my Zoom, and I had no producer, so they reached, we were all holding mics, and my Zoom started to fuck up, like I was picking up a buzz. So throughout this interview with De Niro and DiCaprio, I'm like, God fuck, what the fuck is that? And I finally snapped, and 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 Brad was like, "That's I got my money's worth." Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. It. yeah exactly. Loved it. Um, we I milked it. I, I milked it a little bit. I'll, I'll tell you that as a professional. You did a little. Uh, you you, yeah. you, you I, put it on a little bit. I did a little bit. A little bit. That makes sense right. for, for Mr. Uh, Pitt. <laughs> all right, the new special is on Netflix. It's called End Times Fun. Mark Marin. Uh, Mark. Honestly, great to see you. And I mean this sincerely. Uh, you are so great on GLOW, and you deserve all your success. Yeah. I mean that. Well, thank you, Jimmy. And I it's, oh, I always love seeing you. I love talking to you. It was fun. We didn't hurt each other. Uh, <laughs> we got, we both got a couple shots in. They were fair. Above the belt. Good stuff. <laughs> I think also, so, too. Lovely seeing everybody else. Matt, yeah, everybody, good to see you, man. Elliot, and the other guy. Uh, <laughs> all right. Speaking of the other guy, on behalf of the Pop Culture Beats, Darren Cockrell. Uh, behind the Video Village, that's Elliot Hofer, the Hounds of Matt Belknap, our friend Mark Marin. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. 
Love Never Not Funny? For a second episode every week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2020, Never Not Funny, LLC. 